Ladies and gentlemen, to the 50th episode of the Hot Toy Cast. I put on a big, like, Vince McMahon type voice there. It's the 50th episode of the Hot Toy Cast. So I have to give myself a heart attack, and it did not take steroids to get this voice. Now, this is our 50th episode, ladies and gentlemen. So today, we're going to have a bit of a special one. So first of all, we're going to kick it off a review with the two boys. How are the boys today? Jeff and Mike, how are you doing? Just yeah, fine. How are you doing? I always, yeah, not too bad at all. I always ask you guys at the same time, and, and I should just ask you individually. So I'll, I'll do that again. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm grand, grand. Jeff, how's it hanging? Uh, not too bad. I've just had a, a bout of combat with the garden. So a bout of combat bit with the garden? A little bit achy. Oh so, a little bit achy with the garden. What were you doing in the garden? Yeah. Ho hoeing. Were you hoeing in the garden, Jeff? I was, I, was, I, was, I was trimming hedges. I was cutting grass. I was trying to fix a hedge. Oh, it's just boring. Let's oh, not go we there. know what secretly that means, Jeff. We all know yeah. what that means. It's a British thing. People would <laughs> um, so today what we're going to do is now today, uh, folks, is we're going to do our regular reviews and then uh, towards the end of the show we're going to get some guests on and let's see who we can find. We got some guests, I got, I got some guests lined up, so let's, let's see who we can get on. So this is going to be a long bumper episode, guys, so if you, for those of you who are used to listening to the show, we know we're usually about an hour, an hour and a half. This show probably going for maybe three hours, so... You know, split us up into two days. And again, apologies to all of our listeners. And because I have been getting lots of questions about we haven't done a podcast as well. A, took me ages to try and get some guests together because it's just, you got to line them up. People got to get approvals and all this stuff to come on. B, I've just been as busy as hell. Anyone watching me on Instagram will know why I don't need to make that big song and dance about that stuff anymore. But it's very exciting. So that's one of the reasons. So it's all about action figures. And, and so much to the point that I'm actually kind of getting to the point where maybe... I'm thinking, and I'm going to put this out to the listeners, even to my two co-hosts here as well. Maybe we should do a hot cast, hot toy cast mini brother and start doing smaller figures. Now that I'm doing so many independent figures, we, I can get, I don't know, all these sculptor guys now, DJ Force, Rocco, all the boys, you know, I, I can, we can start getting all those things on. So I don't know, I'm just going to put it to, the, to, to our listeners out there. Would you like us to start doing a little mini half-hour podcast every couple of weeks that would just discuss normal... You know, normal retail figures. The normal retail figures and stuff like that. I don't like saying normal, but you guys know what I mean. Anyway, you know, like your Marvel Legends, your DC Directs, your Star Wars Black Series, Masters Classics, all these kinds of things, you know. So, I, I mean, what do you guys think about that? It's, the problem with that is it's, it is... The issue I have is just a case of finding the time to edit because I like putting images into my podcasts. But if it's the kind of podcast where listeners don't necessarily need images for the minicast, then it's honestly something I could probably definitely edit and bang out very quickly and get it, get it uploaded. What do you guys think about doing it? I know, Jeff, you don't do smaller figures. No, no, I, I used to do back in the day. Because you're a bit of a tough a like of, that, aren't you? Yeah, I used to collect, <laughs> but I, I, I'm trying to really be strict on myself. Every now and then something will come along, a vinyl figure or something that's just too cool to pass up on, but I'm really trying to stick to one-sixth and occasionally a quarter scale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, that, that, that's my bag. Okay, well, how about you, Mike? What do you think? Do you think oh, I'm should... fine with it. Just a matter of finding the time. It I, is, I it, still buy all kinds of crap. It is just a case of finding the time. But I just think, even if it was just, even if it was just me and you, Mike, just doing a quick half hour. What you get this week? What you think? What you get? Yep. And maybe we get like a guest sculptor on and something like that, and we do something like that. But it's just a case of if 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 the listeners can honestly email me in amen at amenart.com or contact Mike or Jeff through Twitter. And just l let them know what you guys think. If there's enough people who want us to do a small, minier podcast, it's just like a half an hour in between our bigger podcast, 
I'll do it, but I won't do any images because honestly, putting the images on is just a headache. And we're going to be reviewing figures that are all available on places uh, like. And this. I'll tell you what, Eamon, No disrespect. You know, Google is your friend. You know, you just mention it, you Google it, you see what it looks like. Exactly, that's true. So folks, folks can do it as well. And also as well, what we, we, we'll, we'll link up to guys like the Fush. And we should and mention there are, other, there are other search engines. Other search engines are available. <laughs> Are there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't bother. No. And before I was actually going to get started on it as well, before I actually get into figure reviews, I figured we might as well cover the, little, the odd little bit of current affair as a po- in terms of mo- movies and geekery and things like that. So, huh. what do you guys think of um, the Batman casting? And and, and if I'm... if it's true, which apparently I heard today, it's that Warner Brothers are lying. I don't know. Um, I'm all up for it. I think he'd be a great choice, Mike. Uh, I have no opinion about him in one way or the other because I haven't. I, the only thing, to, because honestly, I've never watched anything with him in it. The Twilight movies were not for me, nope. so I have no. You know, I do think, uh, and he's done a lot of, uh, of smaller stuff since that I've heard he did very well at. So I, you know, I, I have no opinion. Uh, he certainly can have the look. I don't have a problem with that. I, you know, Michael Keaton can have the look. It's just about anybody can have the look. So. Um, I'm not worried about that. But what I do think is funny is it's all these people who are complaining about it would be the same people who would complain about how Hollywood typecast people, and yet they're the ones doing it. You know, they would go, oh, you can't typecast so-and-so because he was in a science fiction show, but then, you know, this dude's in Twilight, and you've typecast him as he can't be anything but a sparkly vampire. So... Um, yeah, and as far as the geeks are concerned, you know, of which I am very much a fully paid up member, but at the same time, it does strike me that every time anybody is every announced time. as the every time, and, and the whole world falls apart. It's kind of like, oh my god, this is the worst decision ever. I'm going to boycott. I'm going to get a petition yeah, going. Get, oh, like, this can't be. This can't be doing. And, and I got a quick question: Have they ever been once right? Chris Evans, no. oh, he's going to be a terrible Captain America. Oh, Affleck's going to be a terrible Batman. Oh, that dude from Brokeback Mountain's going to be a terrible Joker. That Wonder Woman, too flat chested, she's too skinny. It's going to be awful. Have they ever been right? And will they ever learn? <laughs> what? Like, if they, and, and by the way, listeners, if this, my words offend you, you can just take your ears off the, off the headphones right now and, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and, and honestly examine yourself. We do this dance every time. It's like it's the same with the He-Man casting right now. We got this new kid being cast, and I'm just like, and you know me, I'm a mad He-Man fan. I'm just like, this kid can act. I saw him in a movie. He's got oodles of that certain masculine charm, and I'm like, yeah, he's got a thick neck. He's got a similar physique to Chris Hemsworth, and he was skinny. He can pack it on. I think he'll be great. And I'm just like, whatever. And it's like, these people, these casting people know what they're doing in every casting. Every casting, the geeks do this. And they're not learning. They've never been once right. When has the gig say, yeah, well, that you know guy what's funny is when they're right, it's not necessarily because, you know, there are there has been bad superhero movies. But yeah. it's almost never because of the casting. It's because the movie sucked. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Michael J. White was a great George spawn. George could have been a great Batman. It's possible Holly Berry could have been a great Catwoman. But they weren't yeah. going to be any of those things in those crappy movies. It's, possi- it's possible that Green Lantern could have been an amazing movie. Exactly. It's kind of like right. there was Look so at many... Ryan Reynolds. He was great at Deadpool. Yeah. There's no reason to assume he would have made a terrible Green Lantern. Except he was in a terrible Green Lantern movie. Exactly. Yeah. We know Holly Berry rocks. We know it rocks. We know that... that you know, but it, I, it's... We've done this stand so many times. I don't understand it. You've—they've never. You're, you're never right, geeks who are who are hater geeks. You're—you're <laughs> you're never right, and you never will be. So just stop it. I'm like, oh, it just gets embarrassing sometimes to be a geek because it's just. Okay, right back to normal now. All right, let's let's and let's let, let, let and calm. 
and Cam. Back to back to our regular schedule viewing. All right, then, guys. Let's kick off with the Hot Toy Cast. Now, Jeff, you've just got this figure, but maybe we should open up on another one. And do you know what, Mike? Open up with Glenn, dude. Open up with oh, Glenn. Three zero Glenn. Glenn. Or did you? Did you? Unless you want to open up with something else. No, no, no. I could open up with Glenn. You just oh. got to give me a second. I wasn't looking at Glenn. All right. What? 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 What were you looking at? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll jump over here because I was expecting Jeff to talk first. See you. See yeah. you. Set up these things. See you. Oh, I did. But Jeff said he doesn't have the predator there in front of me. He's all set up. You've got the predator set in front of Okay. So Glenn. What about Glenn? Glenn's a terrific figure. Three zero is doing a nice job on the the. Uh, the Walking Dead. The, the, they've had some issues, of course. Three Zero is kind of, uh, uh, in what, some ways, they remind me of Mezco. You know how Mezco kind of caricaturizes figures sometimes? Mm -hmm. uh, they've always done it. It's sort of been their style. Sideshow a little uh, bit as well. Yeah, and and three zero does that a little bit too with their you know you see it in some of their stuff, but they're getting on the six scale stuff a little more realistic. And and the three zero line for Walking Dead is is picked up over the last couple of releases. You know we had uh, Michonne who was really nice. Uh, I thought she was one of the better ones in yeah, the line. We had Negan who was actually really nice. Uh, and uh, uh, Daryl, well he had a few issues, but but you know he's Daryl. Um, the Glenn, I think, might be their best one they've done in terms of the likeness. Uh, it, it it looks to me like Glenn. Now, there are also going to be some people who say, no, it still doesn't look like Glenn. But I think they actually did a very good job of capturing his look in this skull. It looks like Glenn. They also got plenty of detail in the skin texture and the hair, something that they hadn't had before. Uh, and they, and the, the scars on his face, the injuries, aren't just painted, right? You actually get a little puffiness, a little infected look to him, sculpted into the skin. So I think they did a really nice job on the sculpt. The costume's pretty basic, but they... Uh, they excel at making things dirty uh, in a realistic way. They do that again here, especially with the boots. Uh, they make, uh, uh, the, you know, they do a decent job with the weapons. It's got that same kind of, you know, it's the same un underlying body, which has some issues. But fortunately, this time, one of the things they avoided that we've seen with, like, Rick and a couple of the other figures is he doesn't have those goofy, gangly legs that are way too long for him. Uh, he has a more properly proportioned body. He's a little shorter, obviously, as he should be. I think he's 11, 11 and a half inches. Um, so that uh, – he's about 11 and three-quarter. Uh, so he's not quite as lanky as, you know, Rick was ridiculously you – know, looked, looked ridiculously proportioned, and they've gotten better since then with this body. Yeah, I, I had I had the Rick. The legs did, on the Rick yeah. was what really threw me off the Rick. I had yeah, the Rick. He was and it, was just, it was just it was oh, it, was, it just it just annoyed me. But this head sculpt I think is dead on. I think it's very good. You know, it's obviously a little. It's 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 a lighter. You know, it's not as high def for want of a better description. It's same some of the um, hot toy heads. But well, you and I think it's in the eyes, right? Because I the eyes on when you sculpt the eyes separately and insert them like you see with hot toys and a couple other companies. Yeah, uh, you get a more realistic eye. You know, these are clearly part of the face sculpt, um, and they're a little flatter because of that. They're a little less, you know, they're not quite as realistic when they're that flat. Uh, but, I, you know, again, I think I think they did a nice job. What do you think of this figure, Jeff? I, I didn't pick it up, I have to admit. I'm one of those geeks who hasn't done a lot of television. I don't even watch Game of Thrones. I haven't watched uh, I, I watched the first couple of Get series off. and stuff. Get off. So Get exactly, off yeah, I know, I know, I know I need my credentials checked and I won't pass through certain <laughs> immigration ports. You won't. But um but yeah, no, it's it's not one I picked up. I did I did have a look at uh, Mike's uh, review online and yeah, I thought it was a it's a good looking figure. Um but yeah, just just not one I pick up because of personal tastes yeah fair enough, fair enough I like he comes with his nice uh, he comes with a nicely painted dagger I see as well that's really nice 
good texture and things. I mean, again, my, my issue with 3.0, I always just felt their stitching was just a little bit on the big side, but I know that's like a fine art unto itself. I, 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 I mean, I, if, if you're a Walking Dead fan, I mean, this, he's kind of a must-have, I think, having Glenn, because Glenn was such well, a Well, and you've got Negan now, too, and him and Negan are kind of a pair of bookends on your shelf together, right? They, they have, they are since indeed. they have a storyline well, connecting. Negan doesn't come with an extra head or anything like that, does he? Is an extra Glenn head? Ooh, that's bad. Extra Glenn head something, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there you go. No, this is a nice figure. It's a very nice figure. And the price range on these are pretty good as well, aren't they? They're yeah, much way better than most uh, high-end stuff, right? So we're talking $175, $180 tops. Gotcha. Uh, for most of the... And you can get some of the stuff down around 160 from 3.0. So they're really killing it on the price range. Cool, cool. All right, then. So we're going to leap into... Uh, that was 3.0. That's Glenn from 3.0. We're going to nip into now with you, Jeff. We're going to get your AVP, Wolf, Wolf Predator, in now. Oh, right out, right out the door. I mean, I love me some predators. Yeah, I do like me some predators, and I was even, you know, this is from a just an unwatchable movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It is unwatchable. Yeah. It's like what? Uh, but he's a pretty cool predator, if a little overcooked, I think, a little bit. But take us away, Jeff. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Basically, this is without a doubt the dog of predator movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. AV, you know, even though it's got aliens in it as well. Um, but you know, at the same time, the you know the, the design of both the creatures in it, they are, I think you know they're going to be in most people's top five, and indeed in my top two designs of creatures, you know, pretty much since since the dawn of time. So I love the alien, I love the predator, and I love the all the incarnations of them. And obviously, over the last few years, uh, Hot Toys have been kind of ramping up redoing their early releases. So we've had the uh, the AVP figures redone, we've had the Predator Two figure uh, redone, and and the Elder. And I'm sure they're going to continue with that tradition. So I suppose it was time for them just to revisit this one. And it's like you said, uh, you could say he's overcooked. You could say he's kind of overdesigned. There's a lot of detail on this figure, which I think is what a lot of people like about it. And I think a lot of people will say, even though the film's a dog, he's one of their favorite designs of, of the Predator. And I think it is because of his gear, because of his kit, and because he's sold in as this kind of ultimate guy that goes in and sorts the situation out when it's all gone pear-shaped. Um, but as far as the figure goes, it's it really does, it is like chalk and cheese with the earlier releases. And, and the main reason for that, I think, is the body. Right. Um, because like on the all the newer bodies, they've got much... The, the, the trunk loses its kind of movement oh you only get a little bit at the waist so you don't get any of the mid torso or kind of under the pecs movement um but it makes for a much more fluid kind of sculpt and you you they, they really have gone all out to make sure that each of the new predators that they've redesigned they've, they've done the whole body it's not just a reuse of oh, any part right, okay so this because that to me looks like the same upper torso so say we got with the um the classic predator and the the, the predators He's slightly leaner. All right, cool. Well, as far as I can see, that's the way I, that's the way I'm reading it. Looks of it but... Yeah, he. I mean, this guy was, you know, you, it, it was arguably whereas the uh, the AVP preds were like the, the the quarterbacks and the regular preds were yeah. more like your, your marines. This guy is is more like your special forces. He's a little bit more wiry. He's tinier. Uh, he doesn't stand quite as tall, but he's uh, but he's he's a he's a very hot looking figure. Comes with a ton of extras. I mean, you get the uh, the coiled whip. You get the whip that's uh, with a wire in it, so you can pose it. It comes with both the shoulder cannons, which can uh, one one is detachable because obviously he picks one up during the course of the movie. Uh, and likewise, the the med kit, the stuff on the back all opens up. There is a reuse, as far as I can see. It looks like a reuse to me of the uh, of the stand where you've got the the fallen alien warrior, which is all kind of cut up and bleeding. 
All right. Um, but all in all, it's a, yeah, it's a very handsome-looking figure. As far as articulation goes, um, you it's not actually quite as good as the original release because, as I say, they've gone more for uh, the sculpt and the aesthetic over the articulation. But he still can fix a ton of poses. There's plenty of movement at the um, at, at the hips, uh, the, and obviously he's got the two-part ankle. The knees aren't a double knee, but they do bend to a good 45 degrees. Um, so yeah, you'll get some great poses out of it. And if, and I say, if you're a Predator fan, it's definitely an upgrade. Um, they've done some lovely detailing on the face. It's it's even a step up from the first version there because he's got that really nice kind of uh, marking mottling on one side where the acid's kind of taken off one of his mandibles. Um, so yeah, he's of all the Predators, he's he's the nastiest that you can get. You know, he he really does look like he's going to do somebody some damage. But as you said, he is definitely from the worst of the movies. So the choice is yours. The choice, the choice, the choice is indeed. I mean, do you collect all the other Predators then as well? I pretty much have all of them. I mean, I have to admit, I normally keep all of my figures, even when there's a re-release, because I like to historically just see what the first release was like. That said, I'm probably because I've, I've already got two versions of this. There was a there was the original version, the one came out with some extra weaponry. I'm probably going to get rid of one or maybe both of those because I feel like as they're producing these better figures it does feel a little bit more like i've just got all this loft space that's full of figures that i've now got two three figures of um and this is definitely the one i'm going to keep so i mean that speaks volumes in itself in as much as if you do want an upgrade it's worth it but ultimately it really is just down to how much you like the character the figure and if i'm going to say the movie well that's questionable yeah and that's the thing that and i i didn't get this i generally get most predators i do yeah. i do i do love my predators and i have to say i had to shave down my predator collection recently down to the classic and the predator 2 and stuff and yeah. i i i like this but it's just I, I just i was like no my space now is limited it has to be the iconic predator or not and i'm hoping i'm hoping hot toys will release another um actual predator from predator one so am i i, th- I think that's the one that's really been sorely missed because um obviously the first release was very nice for its time, but mm. it's been superseded with these new body designs, etc. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the classic Pred from uh, Predators was very close. Um, yes. But again, it's not exactly the same. You know, he hasn't got the trinkets, hasn't got the necklaces, hasn't got quite the same weathering. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that 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 guy really is worth a revisit, and I'm sure it must be on the cards. I'm sure it must, because I'm sure all the Predators do quite well for them. What do you think, Mike? The Predators yeah. probably do quite well for Hot Toys. Mike. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think they do tremendously well for him. Um, I haven't picked up on it in a while. I'm not quite the predator uh, junkie that Jeff is, but um, and and the movie kind of killed it for me on this one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think Hot Toys. You know, I would be surprised if we didn't see quite a few more from him. Yeah, and looking at the pictures, actually, yeah, that yeah, that is an all new body. His arms and everything. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. forearms maybe look the same as the other ones, but his upper biceps, his torso, and his legs. That that that, that is all new. He's an excellent looking figure, and I was like, Ooh, yeah. I mean, seriously, I, nice. I don't have. I don't have my old figure out to kind of look at it exactly next to, but from from just sort of like looking over it, looking at the way the armor's sculpted into the legs, everything looks tighter. Everything just looks that bit better. Um, I mean, he's got these um, kind of little spikes that protrude on the back of his thighs. He's also got them on the top of his, uh, sorry, the bottom of his shins and the top of his thighs. And again, I don't actually remember those being on the original. No, one, no, they, they they went a bit bananas with it. Let, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. let's put more spikes on him because he's got more oh, spikes on top of his head as well, on the kind of crown yeah. of his head where his dreads come out and stuff like that as well. So he's Again, they they went a bit overboard with him, but it is a cool figure. It is it just is, yeah. it's cool, and from one cool figure to another cool figure, ah, oh, we got I, and and this is definitely one of the, in my opinion one of, one of the coolest characters of all time, really. And it is Neo from the Matrix. Now, have we all got him? Now, please, leave all. Nope, I didn't get him. You none of you guys got him. I have. 
Yeah, you've yep, got him as well, him. Jeff. Okay, I've got him in front of me. Okay, cool. Well, I'll kick this one off because we—I don't think we reviewed him. We—I gave him a quick scan over last uh, last podcast, I think, but we didn't give him a proper review. Um, this it, this this is actually one of my favorite figures because this is one we kind of been waiting for. I think because you know Neo is an icon, and with, yeah. you know with the John Wick series out, and I know that the Hot Toys have released a John Wick. I was like, ooh, do I get a John Wick or do I get a John and uh, do I get a Neo? And to be honest, I I do prefer the Matrix movie to to any of the John Wick movies. Although I know the John yeah. Wick movies are great and I do like them and I. Appreciate them, but I just think Neo is such a cinematic icon, um, and my God, he comes with a Luff Gubbins. Um, he comes; with, he's, he's got a really good body. I just think it, it, it's it, the proportions are, are, in my opinion, I think dead on. Anyway, I think his face sculpt is amazing. I really love his face sculpt. I mean, he looks like Keanu Reeves from this movie. The side profile is a little, mm, maybe not quite as Keanu as I was like, but just from the front and down angles and the kind of cool, more actually poses, it's Neo. And, you know, he comes with this cool long trench coat that's got nice wires in it so you can get some nice flowy, um, uh, you know, kind of cool uh, go motion-y thingies, uh, poses if you, if you want to do that kind of thing. And it comes with a flight stand, so yeah, you can do all those crazy cool poses if you so want to have him standing on his hand with his machine guns. And machine guns he does get, right? So, oh, yeah. he comes with like two Uzis, two, two Uzis with those long magazine Uzis, I've never seen what those are before. Um, here's my Action Man gun knowledge, and my gun knowledge only comes from Action Man and G.I. Joe, or Action Force. <laughs> Honest to God, so, it looks like he's got two Uzis in it, but they're like the super kind of, more kind of flamey looking Uzis with the longer things. He's got two Heckler and Koshes, which are very significant to Neo. He comes with two M16, like your, your standard Vietnam looking M16 guns as well. Two of those in the rucksack. And the rucksack comes with a nice little foam thing. You, you pat out the rucksack, but I just like to put the guns in the rucksack. He also comes, he comes with two. Is it Berettas? Is it Berettas? Yeah, Berettas. Uh, AC, look at that man. Well, I know my Berettas from my Mel Gibson <laughs> movies. See, there you go. People think, oh, he knows his guns. No, I don't. I just know them from the movies. Um. And he's, you know, he's armed to the gills, man. And what's lovely about him is you can kind of put all the guns on him. He comes with these amazing straps that you kind of put around on the inside. And I have him done up now like he was when he went into um, the actual building that time. And he's uh, himself and uh, Trinity are armed to the absolute nuts to, with, with, with their weapons. And I have him like that. Boots are great. The, the loads of an- an- ankle articulation. The boots are listed like a nice soft leather at the bottom. Or pleather, as people like to say. I mean, I don't know. Could be leather. Nah, it's probably actually pleather. Um... And nice, it's just got some lovely details, it's got lovely textures on the front of the boots, the buckles are, are like, it's, it's just a great figure, it's like, it's, it's to me, like, to me this is flawless, a flawless figure, it's one of those absolutely perfect hot toy figures, that's like, yep, yeah, that's exactly how it should be, I absolutely adore it, um, and I highly recommend it, what do you think, Jeff? Well, yeah, I think you pretty much said it all, I, mean, I remember back in the day when I was, I'm not going to say first getting in one sixth. One of the very first figures that Hot Toys released was their their famous type version of this as a as a kind of bootleg, and I ummed and ahed about getting it so many times because which one is this now? What, what what's this? Well, Hot Toys back in the day before they were famous for doing all their licensed stuff, they used to do a lot of military figures, and there were these. They did figures called Famous Type. They did one of, uh, of Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible. They did a George Lucas as the director, oh, nice. uh, and one of them, one of them was uh, was was this guy in, in this outfit. It was Neo from the Matrix. Uh, didn't come with all the guns. Didn't come with a bag. It was just the basic figure. Had the shades. Had a couple of uh, machine guns, I think, and a couple of pistols. 
Uh, and I am denied about it. And I also got the mass produced one. There was a couple of one sixth figures that were done. I got the Medicon one from Reloaded. But this is the one I've been waiting for. Because, like you, yeah, the original Matrix, I don't like oh, to think of the other ones quite nah. so much. Um, even though I've heard the Wachowski siblings are considering a fourth. Apparently, that's on the cards. Um, but anyway, back to the original, the best, the one that made it, the one that was so important when it came out. Yeah, the, the, this to me was the must have figure of the last few years, really, because it's something I'd wanted for ages. I'd always wanted a Neo on the shelf. I'd really like to have a Trinity and a Morpheus to go with them, and definitely an Agent Smith, but I'm not seeing the sales do it quite so much on this one. No, nor I. I mean, a, a Trinity and a Morpheus, is yeah, that's kind of what you need. It literally is a holy, yeah. holy Trinity there. But... To, be honest, to be honest, I'd actually rather have Agent Smith next to him. Really? Um, but, then, but then <gasps> yeah, Trinity, then Morpheus. Um, but it's kind of like, it, uh, it, the sales don't seem to be doing it. It's still available on sideshows, so I could be wrong. I hope I am. I know I've been surprised in the past. We all have, but um, but yeah, I just love this figure. Like you said, the sculpt is sublime. I think it's a really good, you know, young Keanu. Um, I think, you know, from most angles, it looks spot on. As you say, his profile, not quite so hot, but definitely front on. Mm. Um, when it comes to the anatomy, I do feel like his pecs look a little bit low in his shirt, but, um, you know... I, I suppose, well, I've got the straps over it, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, but you're right, I suppose he is... Yeah, it's yeah, a little bit funny. You find out hot my... toys sometimes. They do just one or two odd funny things with proportions sometimes. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. Keanu's picks are fucking. Uh, but yeah, the, but the jacket long. is going to be the coat's going to be staying on mine anyway for the poses. Um, I love the boots on these, like you mm. just mentioned. I've got this. I've got this weird theory that when when Howard Chan, when Howard likes. Um, uh, a figure likes a movie they go all out and you can notice it on the boots so something I've noticed on a lot of the Star Wars figures is they get really really well designed pleather boots that are kind of fully functional and move and this is another one like that these boots are off the scale I mean they're like the ones that came on Anakin from um from uh, Revenge of the Sith they've, they're just so much detail on them and they all function everything moves all the straps are there everything's just like perfectly realised and like you said the way that he's got the harness and you can pretty much fit all the guns onto him if you want to and yeah it's just it's the matrix it's it's the neo that um that i've certainly been waiting for and, and what i also love as well is is you know you, you think guns are just gonna be plain black and things like that but like you t- look at these little heckler and cautious and all indeed yeah. all of his other guns and they just have hits of a darker gray you yeah. know in them just to kind of break them up and give them that really cinematic look he's just yeah. he, he just he really looks cinematic as hell especially when he, when he comes to this kind of great base as well you get a, you get multiple you get um it's like the, the base from that again that walking theme but it is a wider yeah. base so you know yeah. this is this is hot toys telling you that neo needs a wide berth you know this guy deserves a big wide uh, display area given the biggest the biggest hot toys base you can get and things. Yeah. but yeah I, yeah, you're dead I've, right, I've, seen, I've seen people, you know, I've seen online people putting him in the old uh, the cartwheel kind of a pose, firing the machine gun, mm-hmm. and the the, the back- oh, and you can hold him, so you can pretty much put him in any of your jumping positions, and it works. Yeah, and, um, and it but the other thing we didn't well. mention. Yeah, the other thing we didn't mention was just how slick the little pair of shades are as well. Yeah, they're gnarly. They're really cool. Yeah, they fit so snugly and look really cool. Uh, again, you know, if you're a heck, you know, an absolute stickler for detail, I'm sure somebody somewhere is going to be custom making something even finer. But um, to my old eyes, they look very cool. Yeah, same here, man. I I wouldn't change anything in this figure, but yeah. you know, great figure, very very. What do you think of them overall, Mike? Mike, take that mute off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, well, you don't want to hear all the background noise. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, so, you know, I really liked him. I, it's kind of surprising to me looking at him now that I didn't order one. Have you ever do that? Where you look back oh, yeah. and go, what was it? I must have been, like, snoozing that day or something. Yeah, what happened? 
Yeah, yeah I don't know why I didn't order. I didn't order a John Wick either, so um, so I'm not sure if I was just having a weird piano thing or what. But no, I didn't order him. He does look pretty slick, and like you said, he seems to be pretty much still in stock everywhere. So uh, I'm kind of surprised. Go get him. Oh, yeah. Go get him. He's really nice. I think. He, yeah, I, yeah, I might have to order. As far as those decisions, you know, when you think, why didn't I get that? And for mine, the one that I eternally keep myself for, and I don't know why, how it happened, is Obi Wan from episode uh, episode three, mm. uh, old Alec Guinness, and it's just one that I just you didn't slipped get through that. the net. I know. I've got every other one going. I love Star Wars. It's yeah, kind of like it's my thing. On a, I guess there's the odd one that you can just, just snooze on. And then, of course, on the secondary market, they're never going to make another one. No. Well, it doesn't look that way. And so it's just gone mental. So it's on my... Uh, it's on my. Oh, you you, know, you've got some figures. Jeff, you've got some figures yeah, you can trade off to uh, get that one. If you really, a, want, that. If you really want it, you can get that figure and trade a few other ones that you're not so bothered with. You can get it. <laughs> there is that, but I've also got a daughter going to university this year, so it's also like, oh, uh, can I even... Oh, gee, you've got one. I've got two. <laughs> Cry me a river. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Okay. All right. Let's take it off then. Neil, great figure. Everyone's everyone's Harry Happy down. So let's go into another three zero figure, and it's going to be Arya. Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, uh, which Jeff does not watch. Nope. No. <laughs> so, so I'll leave yeah, you Jeff is one of those. One of those. He's probably vegan too. Oh. You know, he probably comes into the room if and goes, well, vegan, you know. Hang on. No. Whoa, whoa. If I was vegan, I think you'd know already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure we would have found out. Not to disrespect vegans or anything like that. No, we're, we're all open-minded here, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We take the except mic. those that talk about it too much. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, three zero. We've got. Uh, th- there's actually two I was going to bring up here. One's the White Walker and one's Arya. And this is a line that I think three zero is really. You know, they've had uh, some some issues with a couple of the head sculpts. I thought the Jon Snow was on the weak side, uh, but it wasn't god awful. There hasn't been any figure in this line that they've produced, including the the Daenerys, which some people really hated, and I think is not nearly as bad as or as deserving of the hate as it as it got. Um, but these last two that they've produced are maybe two of their best of the whole series. The White Walker is outstanding. He's just a fantastic sculpt, and they did some amazing stuff with the paintwork. Uh, he's going to be high on my list for a poppies next year for best paint job okay. uh, with the, the blue eyes uh, and the way they were able to capture that that the frosty look of the skin. I think they just did an outstanding job with the figure. He's also really cool because there's a, the, the Lux version uh, where you can actually pop the, the suit off and you can have him with just the skirt because he's fully, the body is fully sculpted underneath. So, you know, even right down to his butt, he's White got that butt. nasty... Yeah, gnarly looking. Gnarly spine that he has, man. That's cool. Yeah, he's he's a gnarly looking figure. So you can armor him up. You can suit him up so he looks like he does on the battle, or you can strip him down to his simple uh, skirt. Uh, I really hope they do a a Night King to go with him. Uh, Oh, I'm sure they will. And, and theoretically they will uh, Arya they did uh, also re- released her recently and she is the uh, you know a younger version I'm assuming we're going to get an older version as well of her you know it, that's kind of inevitable uh, but this Arya is again one of their better head sculpts uh, it definitely you know getting kids uh, is tough you can't go overboard with the skin texture uh, you age them too much but if you don't have some at least some skin texture you end up with uh, too much of a doll look, so it, you know it's really tough to get a kid just right. I think they did an excellent job with Arya. I think they captured the actress and the eyes, nose, and lips really well, especially yeah, the eyes. It's a concerned look uh, that fits her well. This is a time they went with rooted hair, even though it's shorter hair, and I think they nailed it. The hairstyle right out of the box works for her. 
cool. Uh, they also did a thing that uh, in brightly lit photos is a little obvious, but when you're holding it in hand was really a smart move. Uh, a lot of these female figures, the, the hairline, uh, we've seen this before where it kind of is too uh, obvious, right? The cut of between the plastic and where the hair is rooted. Uh, if the hair, if they don't have bangs, it's a little too obvious. Uh-huh. Uh, they actually sculpted onto the forehead and painted a little bit more of a hairline coming down onto the forehead. No, that's a smart uh, move. Blended in a bit with the hair, and I think that was a really smart move. It was a, it's a, it's a touch that I've seen used a couple of times now, and it's, it's I think it's a good move. This really is nice one of the things. earlier costumes. Uh, you know, she again, three zero does excellent costumes, and the wear and tear here is very realistic. Uh, they gave her needle, and they gave her a dagger, as well as the three coins. Uh, they gave her three coins, and also the fourth coin is the special coin given to her by Joaquin. Joaquin, oh, however, like, I loved him. I loved him. He was so cool. Yeah. So this is an aria of about that period, right? She's she's fresh off of um, leaving King's Landing and going on her initial travels. So her I'm assuming we're going to see one that's a little later after her assassin days. Uh, but I highly recommend both of these. The, the you know we've got a Cersei coming, they've got a Joffrey coming that you can already pre-order. They have a uh, Brienne that you can pre-order. Uh, there's another version of Tyrion coming out that's the later one. So uh, this is definitely a line that's going to be lasting for a while after the show is done. Well, I was a bit late to this line, and if I had the room, I probably would be getting all of these. But I'm waiting around for the ultimate one to come out. I was I was tempted, and I was like, well, what? It's not a case about getting your. It's a kind of kind of case of a picking your favorite character, but also picking that character that kind of signifies what the series is to you, at least. Anyway, I mean, I love the hero journey of the of Jon Snow's character, but I'm very much drawn to to Tyrion as a, as a personality as a character. I kind of feel for him the most. So I'm like, oh, oh and, and I was so delighted to see them releasing another Jon Snow now. So he's got his hair tied back in this this new one that's going to yep. come out. So I'll have definitely have a little look at him because that that last Jon Snow man had too many issues for me. He had the big feet and the soft face, and it just didn't really. Yeah, work. he was the, wasn't he like the second figure they did? I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he had. Yeah, I think they tried to cheat a little too much on a few things that they reused from uh, the Ned, who is an excellent figure. Um, and I think they tried to, you know, he's a smaller, they, the boots were too big. There were some issues, yeah, that I think they tried to cheat a bit and it, it burned him. But yeah, um, I love, I love tailoring on our, our, our top. Sorry, just exhaling there. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, 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 the top is really, this, I mean, I'm, I'm tempted by this one, but now after seeing what's happening in the latest episodes, if I was going to get an Arya, I might get the, the, uh, the white horse riding one, the, 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 which, which, you know. I don't know, Mike. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But um, I really like this figure. Uh, but I'm excited for the, I'm excited for this whole line. But I'm waiting out, as I said, waiting out for the ultimate one to come out. Brianna, Brianne. I keep calling her Brianna for some reason. Brianna is also one of my favorite characters. And I'm I'm curious to see what the final figure of that is going to come out because I know the prototypes. Mm-hmm. To, again, it's always some you know with, with some of these other companies, it's always the prototypes versus final figures. Always like hey, it's a bit of a gamble. Hot Toys, you're on pretty safe ground. Sideshow, as we know, can be you know fifty fifty, and other companies like Starius can be quite fifty fifty as well. Uh, but yeah, with with three zero, they do seem to be up in their game all the time. And I did like the Jamie Lannister figure quite a bit. I thought that was a really nice figure with the yeah. armor armor on him and, and and the lovely kind of uh, uh, kind of weathering that was on there as well. This is a lovely figure. This is definitely well, a, and this figure looks. Both this figure and um, the White Walker other, looks better than uh, the prototype. Really? Well, that's... this final version. I thought the prototype. I was a little dicey about the prototype when I saw that this head sculpt. But in hand, it's it's quite a bit better than what the prototype oh, looked excellent. like to me. What was the third so... Game of Thrones you had? Was was that? Was it just Arya and? Uh... 
Well, just oh, there's I, only two that have come out recently, yeah. It's this I and the White Walker. Okay, cool. Yep. Oh, we, we, cool. we doubled up there. Right. Well, we should be getting Joffrey and Cersei here pretty soon. They've been up for pre-order. It's certainly Cersei. She's been up for pre-order for quite a while. The Joffrey, you know what's funny is the prototype photos, the crown looks weird on his head. Right? I kept looking at it going, it's like tilted forward, way forward and doesn't seem to really fit. Um, I've been re-watching the show, and that's dead on. He would wear that crown up on his over tilted up forward on his head in every episode. It always looks weird on him. So they actually got it right. Three zero Joffrey. I was just trying to look him up quickly there, but not having 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 got him yet. Well see well it looks like 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 a lot of other companies they do tend to refine things a little bit after the prototype picks and, and stuff like that. Because yep. it's, it's like we got uh, we got Big Chief and they got their they just released their Flash Gordon and um, uh, Ming the Merciless pre-orders and stuff like that. And a lot of people commented on Flash's body. Everyone was blown away by Ming, but Flash's body for a lot of people was was a bit in the slim side. And actually they've ended up now uh, pump, pump, uh, to giving him a different body now. So he's a little bit mm-hmm. bigger and a little bit thicker and stuff. And there are two figures I'm really excited for. So it's 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 nice when you know when these companies can come out and they actually end up surprising you on the final product as opposed to not surprising and I think somebody's it's it's just it's 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 good man it this it's, it's one of those few times for you know the feedback and maybe the slagging off kind of kind of can bear fruit but again it's all about it's all about how you you know criticize something isn't it just don't don't be a tool about stuff <laughs> all right okay so the next one is I think one we all be excited for now we we definitely didn't review this one last time we, we did we not I, I'm pretty sure we didn't last time Thanos who's this Thanos. No, I haven't even. Got no, Thanos. I just got him recently, so we couldn't have done him last time. Okay, we didn't do him last time, so we this got the Thanos. Infinity War Thanos. This is Infinity War Thanos. I've got him, so I'll take over oh, oh, over on this one, and then you you come in and after me, Mike, or just join in. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Well, this is one we've been dying for, and um, a right out right out right out the bat, I was, I was very blown away by him, but straight away I saw something that just it just bothered me, but it it trust me. This does not take away from the figure, but it is something that slightly bothered me, and it was his other his his bare arm. For some reason, his bare arm just is seems incredibly soft on detail. There is no definition in his musculature whatsoever on his arm, and it, it slightly bothers me. And it especially bothers me then when you actually bend up the arm because. They've used a, a softer plastic that, and whatever they've done with the forearm, when you do bend it up, you can see that actual joint kind of pressing through the plastic, and it just—it was just something right out the box. Like, ah, that's slightly annoying, because I like seeing my anatomy. And Thanos is a big beefy lad, and you want to do it. Yeah, right. but there, that that issue, and and the the plastic they're using here—it's a—it's actually a very thin, stiffer plastic than the Hulk, uh, similar to like um, what Three Zero uses. Uh, on their arms, right? It's not the it's not the a slightly thicker, softer skin that that feels a little rubbery mm. to the touch, right? A little, a little squishy. Yeah. This is a little thinner. Uh, it's more that automobile grade type plastic they they've talked about should never wear out. Blah blah blah. Uh, but it buckles more. Yeah. Right. It actually when you when you bend the elbow, it buckles out on the side, and it's pretty obvious. So yeah, that the elbows were one of my two issues. Yeah. It's 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 just something that just really bothered me out of the box. But I'm not going to get too hung up on this. Because otherwise, this guy's a badass. I mean, this 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 is this is a great figure. What's what's really good about him that you know, yeah, it comes with those muscular arms that you know are a little bit disappointing. But he comes with another arm that you can't get out where it's full on bicep flex. I've got the gauntlet on. You know, I'm gonna throw a moon at your head. And he comes with two amazing head sculpts as well. His standard kind of grimace, and it is a kind of a grimace. It's, he's it's it's a, there's a slight snarl and a kink to his mouth, and it just it's just full of attitude. It's just full of attitude. And then he's got of course his 
full teeth grinning, which are very white teeth, might I add. I might have mm-hmm. liked a little bit of um, a little bit of paint work, maybe a little bit more on the teeth, just to kind of push them back a little bit. But it kind of gives them that very bold comic book look as well. It's very, it's very bold, and his face is, you know, he's got his bald noggin. Oh, and he's got his nutsack chin, as Star Lord would call it. It's, it's such a great head sculpt. And his eyes, it's, it's awesome. The armor is really good as well. Um, there's some nice kind of. Um, Speckledy kind of weathering on the goldness of it as well. Oh, pardon me, as a motorcycle goes past. Jesus, come on, get an exhaust. Did you guys hear that bike there going past? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sorry about that, listeners. I've got the window open; it's a bit warm today. Um, but it, it, it's really nice, and even on the um, on the blue. No, you can't actually. He's a, he is he is limited on articulation. You can do a lot with his legs. You can get his legs up pretty high and stuff. You can get him pretty far apart and all the rest. So his legs are quite are quite poseable, but there's no real movement in the upper torso. I mean, you you can bear. It, it feels like there's a twist, but you don't want to twist it. Too you can much. turn it a little. Yeah, I mean, you can hear it now. It's all ratcheted joints as well on this as well. So that that's kind of cool. I mean. My only issue, my issue with ratcheted joints is that they fix a leg in a very specific position sometimes, and I would just, I just, mm. I just want cleaner, tighter joints. I actually don't like ratcheted figures, but I say, for the sake of sturdiness and for the sake of having a safe bet, I can understand ratcheted joints as well. Um, but his, his boots are have got a really nice softness to them as well. You can just, you know, there's some good, there's some good, uh, good, good old movement there on 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 his legs. The ankles aren't too great, uh, they, but the boots look good, and. Um, Oh, and of course he hit that gauntlet. Now, what I was really particularly delighted with as well, with this one was, chaps, was that the gauntlet has lots of options, as in you can detach the fist and you get a gauntlet with articulated hands. And that's really, really, really nice. I, I, I like having the option of... Uh, because, you know, with the, as we know with the Iron Man articulated hands, yeah, you can make it a fist, but it doesn't look like a fully natural fist because those joints kind of hinder a really tight, tight clenched fist. But with the extra fist on this, it comes at a really, you know, it's a really tight, full-on fist. And then if you want them to do a kind of a more out-handy, reachy pose or, you know, grab Captain America or whatever, you've got that extra hand. That, again, also lights up because light, the batteries and the lights are actually coming from the forearm, not the actual fist itself. So the light just, like, like again, like an Iron Man, like the way the light goes through like an Iron Man on, on the wrist and it shines through the rest of the thingies. And, you know, and it shines at a nice old bright thing as well. It lights up really well. I love this figure. That arm does take a star off us because... The guys, it's it's like it's, but it's not even just that fold, Mike. It's like if you just look at his, like his triceps barely stand out, and he's got these, you know, he's got his weird little lines on his body, and on the other arm, those lines are really deep and refined and 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 distinguished, and on it just seems to be that on this whatever rubber they use in this arm, just they lost a lot of detail in that final mold or something. It's just a very strange thing because Hulk is really seamless, you know, the all the veins and everything pop out in Hulk, and his anatomy looks proper, you know those. Those they don't the deep set recessed triceps and things like that are really in there to help. But when this guy, they're just soft as hell. But on the other arm, it's really defined. So it's a strange thing. But um, it's so it's it's things like that that doesn't it does in my opinion take him down a star. Shoot, Mike, go on. What do you think? Yeah, uh, am I being too picky? around the elbows and that arm. The other thing that really bugged me is the gapping around the shoulders, right? So you don't get a real tight fit with the the shoulder, the the ball of the shoulder into the armor. Right. So it's pretty obvious, right? That that's it's weird to me that they would go through the trouble of hiding the elbows in kind of a rinky-dink way, and then still you've got this really obvious shoulder joint that that is pretty pretty clear because of the way the armor 
fits rides high on those shoulders yeah yeah so yeah, those yeah. are the only two things i really had that that i thought hurt the overall look i mean yeah like you said it's a fantastic sculpt i love the gritted teeth because yeah. they've got that translucent the material they made them out of is very enamel like right mm. it's very it's like i got a translucent surface to it yeah uh as, instead of being something that that is just obviously solid um it looks very much like real teeth now are they really well taking care of hollywood teeth yeah but <laughs> hell yeah you know Still, their teeth, um, and uh, the the light up gloves. Like you said, I thought it was really cool that you could pop the fist and the articulated hand off and put them on either arm, so you can get both looks with both arms. Um, adding in the bent arm, knowing that you know you're going to have reduced articulation in the elbows and giving you that fully bent 90 degree elbow is a smart idea on their part. Uh, the uh, I, I do think the spec skin is a little much this time. You know, it looks great when they do this on the 12 inch figures right uh, it gives them a lot of realism i think it's a little much this guy's almost 16 and a half inches tall and the speckling is pretty obvious so i think it's not something i took any points off really for but it is something that i noticed more so than i would on a smaller figure and i think it's interesting that that he got taller uh the, the guardians of the galaxy version they did was 14 and a half inches tall this one's a full two inches taller than that yeah, figure. but that guardians one was way too small dude he was yeah, way was, too small uh, and the proportions were weird figure, which is the only reason i bought this one the guardians one i thought was a disappointing uh-huh. release for toys and this one i have no interest now in the end game version what? Uh, oh, i yeah. like this costume better i don't like the heavily armored version of thanos there's just something about this less armored version that for me speaks more to the uh uh omniscience or uh power of this figure of this character right he doesn't need a bunch of armor so um, yeah, I just this is my this is this oh, I like my the way you think, for... Mike. I like the way you think actually, because my my the, my thing was is like you know I like to change and I'm I I love Thanos and Skeletor are my boys. That's they're my two favorites. They're like way better to me than Darth Vader and any any of the rest of the cool baddies that are out there. Thanos and Skeletor are my absolute faves since childhood. Um, but I love his armored look. And I do love that cool big sword that he comes with. And I yeah, love the sword that he comes with is nice. They're, they could have used a few more accessories with this version, but I'm not exactly sure what they could have. Exactly, added. he's very bare bones. This guy, in fairness to him, he's 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 very bare bones. I mean, I mean, I think maybe couple of little props, like maybe, I don't know, m- m- might have been nice. And also as well, um, this is completely go off key a little bit. Is I I would have liked a little bit of a, a little bit more dirt on his pants, his trousers. They're a little bit too clean looking as well uh, on, on on that. But what? So you wouldn't bother getting Jeff? What do you think for starters? Which 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 would you go for? This one? If you were to go for this one, a Thanos, this Thanos, or the one from Endgame? <clears throat> I have to ask. Does the one from Endgame? Does the helmet come off? Yes. It does. Yes. I don't know. I might be tempted. You do get the, the bald look. With, you do get the bald look with the yeah. Thanos, but it, it, you don't get the sleeveless. I don't think you can take off the armor. Yeah, and he yeah, doesn't it's... come with a bicep flex arm either. You get the two and arms that can bend up. Yeah, I have to admit, even though I, I, I loved uh, Endgame, I think I'm preferred him as a movie. So it's uh, that is a really tough call. I don't know. I do I do like the big sword. I do like the armored look, but um. I think just because I actually preferred Infinity War, I think I probably would go for this version. Oh, you guys! You guys are making me reconsider because I was I was all set to change up. I think I was all set to change up, but all things considered, I probably do prefer Infinity War as a movie myself as well because I just love the the action is just amazing in that movie. Yeah, yeah I haven't mentioned anything about it. I just finally got to see Endgame recently after life got in the way of seeing it opening weekend. Yes, and I have to admit, as entertaining as it was, it was a it was truly a hot mess from a story perspective. Yeah. And uh, I do like Infinity War better in general as a movie. So, 
uh, that adds to it too. It's not to say it wasn't no. great fun and it was awesome. I mean, it was I, entertaining I, I as hell. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but it was yeah, it, it, it was a bit it was a bit messy. Uh, and if you, it's one of those films where as soon as you introduce timey wimey time travelly stuff, mm. you open up a whole nest of vipers, and there are so many vipers there waiting. Yeah. To be well, there, and there are other things like like things that just bugged me. You know, it was a big deal that Banner suddenly couldn't turn into the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, in ten seconds, we get a oh, I'm smart Hulk now. I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah. A, a little. I. I wanted a bit more character stuff as well. That was. That, that was, yeah, was my like, very first view. Uh, I wanted yeah. more character stuff. I wanted more character development and things. There like were that. a lot of times during the movie I thought to myself, "Did am I forgetting something? Because it yeah. seems like I should know something." <laughs> I mean, did Natasha and, later, and like, Banner no, like no, what I guess, happened there? I guess they just kind of skipped that. Yeah. Yeah. Those. Those last things. But I mean, no, again, we still love it. Where it's. It's not like this. It's not like these things aren't thoroughly entertaining. But yeah. Anyway, and back to and let's face it. It's done rather well. Hasn't oh, it? <laughs> It's, it's has, the it been, thing that has, it beaten Avatar, has it beaten Avatar yet? I know it's overtaken Titanic, but um. I mean, well, that's that's a whole lot of conversation as well. But I mean, like, how does how does James Cameron expect to? Because was you know three he did it right with the three D, and one of the things I think that really helped sell Avatar was that was this brand new thing, and I was like, what? Yeah. It, unless he has something up his sleeve that's going to be brand new. I mean, I do not. I fool is the man who underestimates James Cameron. Because he always he will, but it like a lot of time has passed, and we've had such amazing visual movies since. He's gonna have to do something bananas for it to yeah. to, to to kind of meet this. But I, in my opinion, the Marvel movie stuck the landing. That 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 I just I just I I love this. Yeah, it has a couple of thingies, but all in all. It stuck the landing. Well, like myself and mine in particular, fingers crossed now that uh, Game of Thrones will stick the landing as well. All yeah. the time people hear this, it'll be already so and so. We'll have a, a bit of a bit of a chat about that because you know we've reviewed the Game of Thrones figures anyway. Okay, so Thanos is great, Mike. I mean, so you're 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 right. At those anatomy things aside, you you think he's worth getting for folks? Oh, absolutely. He'll be my go-to Thanos. Okay, cool. All right, go-to Thanos. All right, then. Okay, we better we better get a move on, guys. All right, then, uh, Mike, uh, Jeff, what have you got? Yeah. What, you've got. Uh, well, you've... I've got I've got three figures in front of me. I don't know what ones you guys. Have uh, Luke Skywalker, uh, the, the Last week. Jedi. Oh, Luke I've, Skywalker. I've got old, I've got old Luke. To Deluxe. I've got old Leia. I've also got the new Empire Strikes Back uh, Boba Fett old in front Luke of me. Deluxe. So, which ones are you guys? Oh, yeah, go for the the Luke. Old Luke Deluxe, yeah, because that's that that is a nice. Uh, Mike, do you have this one? I haven't got mine yet. Oh, you haven't yeah. got yours yet? Okay, cool. Okay, I mean, uh, have you guys got old Leia or Boba Fett? I don't know whether it's worth. I've got going the Boba one... Fett, but he's really old, though, Jeff. We've reviewed him quite a lot. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back one, though, not yeah. not Jedi. Yeah. yeah? Oh, is he? I, well, I've only just got hold of mine. I got the deluxe one. He's been up yeah, for a while, hasn't he, Mike? Uh, I didn't order. I've had him for ages. I, I ordered Leia. And I got Luke, mine from Fanboy too. Shit. So, and then that's you know that's proper like same time as sideshow as well. So he's been up for a while, Jeff. But if you want to give him a quick shout out, I'll, I'll do it. Tell you what, if, if, as Mike's got Luke and Leia on the way, we could say that to the next time so more of us have got hold of them. All right. Um, yeah. And well, the only reason I wanted to is because I just absolutely love this Boba Fett. Yeah. It's kind of like you are a Boba Fett connoisseur. Yeah, I, well, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I tend to stick, you know, I, I've got lots of figures, but Star Wars are my other ones, even though I let myself down with Obi-Wan, as I said earlier. Um, but I didn't get the uh, the one-six scale Jedi Boba Fett because I got the one-quarter scale one. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, although I love one-six, I thought, do I need two of what is essentially the same figure? And Empire Strikes Back Fett has always been my favorite anyway, ever since year, you know, ever since the film, obviously. But years ago, I got that film, the uh, the book, sorry, the, the Star Wars uh, of course, what's called archives, I think. Uh, and in that, they had loads of behind-the-scenes photographs of the Fet suit as it was being developed and all the different incarnations it went through. 
And the beautiful thing about this new, the, the deluxe version, is that he's basically got all that behind-the-scenes kit with him. So he's got all the different color variations. He's got the helmet with the uh, with the kind of eye motifs on the top. He's got the uh, the extra shoulder pauldron, which has got the Mandalorian kind of logo, but before it evolved into exactly what it is now. Um, and he's just he's just the figure I really wanted as a, as, a, as a fair. The other thing is, obviously, if you're a purist, you'll know that this version, the Empire Fett, had a slightly more flared helmet. It kind of it like did. came out. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger bucket, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it, it kind of looks more to me military. It looks less sci-fi and more military, kind of because it just has that kind of uh, the fact that it looks it's made to fit. It's made to do a job, um, and, and it fit and it fits just really well. And obviously, both the versions are the same in effect sculpt, but they're not quite as uh, but they're, they're they're painted up differently. But no, I just love this figure. I love the the way he poses. I love the fact that they've got so much detail on the chest plate, the way that it all fits together. You need to do a little bit of jiggery pokery, making sure all the panels kind of line up, but um. And then he comes with the two rocket packs. So you've got one, which is exactly as you were in Empire. The other one, as was developed behind the scenes. And again, if, you, if you've got that book, or if you haven't got it, if you're a Star Wars fan, get that Star Wars archives book, archives book because it's, it's so good for, for, for kind of imagery. Um, and all. Yeah, it's, it, they did one for um, the prequels as well, which I have to admit I got, even though I'm not a massive prequels fan. But it, as far as an exhaustive kind of source of all the kind of images that you want, if you ever want to like check a figure out against how they've done it, I'm pretty much... I'm pretty sure that you know Hot Toys have got a version, a, a copy of this. I think I think most um, most toy manufacturers so would have. So this version of Boba Fett that you got, which is the M- it's it's what's it labeled as? It's the Empire Strikes it's, Back it's, Boba Fett. It's labeled as Empire Strikes Back Deluxe Version. And yours is Deluxe Version. And it comes with all the other extra bits from the other movies. Yeah, so he basically comes oh. with two sets of. Because no, one, one I got is his regular one. He didn't go on any of that No, stuff. not not from all the other movies. Uh, so you, you can't dress him up as uh, as Return of the Jedi Fett. Although that said, his backpack. From the uh, from the behind the scenes stuff, from basically when they were first kind of designing him, uh, is very similar, um, and he does come with the different coloured gauntlets, as in much as one's yellow and one's red. Although the Empire ones are both green, um, but he also comes with this kind of extended uh, pole with this kind of wire that comes out of it on the on the on the left gauntlet. Um, it's one of those things where, unless you're a geek, unless you're a really sad person who's into the outfit, uh, which none the, of us are. Yeah, the deluxe version probably isn't that important because if you just want the definitive Empire version, everything that you've got in the box you got is fine. But if you do like all those little details about the genesis of how they ended up designing him, because a lot of those that's details ended cool, up, no, that's yeah, cool. they ended up in the Jedi kind of version. Uh, and, and and there are a lot of pure, there are a lot of kind of like sad geek fans out there who think there are two versions of Boba Fett anyway. That's why the outfit was so different. The one we saw in Empire was the Boba Fett. The one we saw in Return of Jedi was just somebody hired by by, by Jabba to hang <laughs> is that the way? That's why, is, is that, is that that's the why way? he died. That's why he died so easily. <laughs> Controversial. Hence why, hence why this outfit is the outfit because this is Boba Fett. Outrage! Listen to the Hot Toy Cast with some controversial opinions. <laughs> Bo- Boba Fettery. I yeah, no, I agree. I absolutely adore this figure. I I had the quarter scale, and I yeah. decided to sell it because to me this was even cooler. There was I I, I felt the quarter scale's chest area was just a little bit flat or something. He didn't quite. I mean, and maybe that was the way he was in the Return of Jedi as well. I mean, it was, he had that. It comes to that great skiff base though. And it is, yeah. it is it is nice seeing all those details in big large Christmas. But this one, he's great. This it's just great. And I, I I as soon as I got him out the box, I was like, oh yeah, that, that head is bigger, and it, I prefer it. I prefer the bigger head. Yeah. You know, it is cooler. Okay, what do you think, uh, Jeff? Mike even. Mike even. Sorry, Mike. 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 Me, not Jeff. Right? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I didn't really check this one out. Sadly, I'm Boba Fetted out. 
You're both better. Yeah, much of the thing is, it, like Thanos was unique for me. I haven't bought a lot of Marvel and Star Wars stuff lately because it's just I'm just kind of you know I've been doing other licenses. To There's try a to lot of us. A little more variety. Yeah. Uh, uh, fair enough. And I love Boba Fett. I have a ton of Boba Fett, but I I I think I've got my my enough of six scale right now. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's pretty much why. I did skip the return. As I say, I've got the quarter scale. I've got the old Marmot one. I've got. Yep, a, I am the quarter scale. I like the quarter scale. He's up in my yeah, vision. And I have a Medicom one. So I have all these different versions. And it is getting to the point where you're kind of like, do I really need another one? And to be honest, I didn't. But I didn't at this point have a one sixth Hot Toys Boba Fett. So I thought I'd skip Jedi. Empire's my favourite movie anyway. That's the one I'm going to yeah, get. It's just the same as me. Mm-hmm. I've got every possible version of He Man. Got yeah. Sideshow He-Man, Pop Culture Shock He-Man, got uh, the Mondo He-Man. Oh, it's, it's, you know, there's so many He-Mans. It's great. I, I mean, I like the variety. I mean, that, that, that's a, and and just back to Hot Toys. It was it's like um, it, it, the, I I feel like collections now are kind of we're getting that kind of I'm not going to say saturation because I I don't want to use that in this industry because I, I want this industry to continue on forever and stuff like that. But it's getting to a point now where it's like okay we we're, we're starting to get all because you know for ages we waited for a Ripley for years we waited for a Robocop or a Commando and and the, and and again Star you know Hot Toys were quite late in the game with with Star Wars you know they didn't you know yeah. when, when the when did they get the Star Wars this was one about what four or five years ago. A little bit more than that, but yeah. yeah, yeah but, well, anyway, it, it, but anyway, because it was mostly predators and terminators and things they were doing up yeah. to that point. But as soon as they got the the thing is, and, and you know, I, I'm kind of like, getting, well, my, I'm quite satisfied with my collection, so I'm actually finding myself getting less figures now. And I don't know about how how you guys find. I mean, do you find yourself getting less less hot toys now, or what? I mean, I, yeah, I aside buy less from the updating and stuff, because I'm looking for a greater variety in licenses, and they just right now aren't doing that much variety. No, no, they're not. It is. It is seems to be all Star Wars and Marvel at the moment, isn't it? With with, with them, and I do want them to, you know, again, like, well, bringing something like the Matrix Neo out, they need to do a little bit more of that. Bring co- yeah, these, totally. these, these little surprise ones coming out. Well, from one license and from one company to another, one thing we should get into some Star Trek now, Mike. Oh yes, QMX Quantum yes. Mechanics and their Star Trek license, which they've done a fantastic job with. Yep. Uh, they certainly don't sell the same number as you sell with an Iron Man. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they just released both their Scotty and their Sulu. Uh, you know, it took us forever to get all nine of the uh, Lord of the Rings figures in a high-quality uh, six-scale line. I'm hoping we can manage to get the whole bridge crew in, in a high-quality line. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting there now. With Let's see, they did Kirk and Spock and uh, Sulu. Which I have. Uh, Kirk and Spock, Sulu, Scotty. Uh, and McCoy. So we've got, you know, five of the I what I would call seven necessary. We've got to have an Ahura and we've got to have a checkoff. And then I'd be a happy camper. Um, the 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 Scotty is perhaps my favorite head sculpt of the bunch, and that's saying a lot because they yeah. did one hell of a Kirk. Uh, that was a fantastic Kirk. Uh, both Spock and McCoy are really, 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 really good. The problem is, I thought both of them were a little harsh. Uh, in yeah, terms of yeah, yeah. Sculpt, right, they were a little harshly mm-hmm. cut, uh, a little more than Good. they needed to be, and the and the Scotty, which you, if you look at the picture on the cover of the box, was pretty harsh too. I think they took that to heart and softened him up a bit. The sculpt looks a lot more realistic in the this final version, and I think it, you know, you know, Scotty's not a character who has a super uh, easy to recognize, you know, th- there's nothing about him that really like super stands out. 
Uh, and yet, I think they captured him really well. You could pop this head off and hand it to any Star Trek person, and they'd go, "Yeah, that's Scotty." Absolutely. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a really well done head sculpt. It's got you know it's all the costume details we've seen with all the others, the fantastic phaser, the tricorder, the little uh, communicator that flips open with the metal stamped uh, cover, uh, you know, uh, the magnets, which was an issue with their first releases. Yes, about that. Spock. Yeah, they were a little little weak. Very uh, to hold, weak, unfortunately. Uh, stuff on the belt that. It's no longer a problem. I had no trouble keeping the communicator and the, and the phaser on the belt with this guy and with Sulu. Now, the Sulu head sculpt, I'm not quite as thrilled with. Uh, again, it's, uh, part of the problem is, is it's, it's a difficult character to capture perfectly. Um, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's not somebody that is that has uh, been done well before, uh, and I doubt we'll probably see one better than this ever. Uh, he is uh, got the same accessories, right? You know, you're going to see a lot of reuse with him. But the other nice thing is uh, they they took the, the body. He's a little shorter, but they they did add a little like a soft t-shirt to help pad him up a little in the chest and arms uh, to give him a little more musculature, which is appropriate. He's not a big dude, but he was uh, uh, probably yes, he was fit. He worked out. Um, the uh, uh, you, again, you see a lot of reuse in the in the accessories, but uh, a lot of people on the Sulu they did have an issue. They changed him from the prototype. They gave him a little bit of a smirky grin. Um, the prototype had more of a, a straight mouth. Um, I think the this the the face fits the character at the right angle. Some people had some issue with it though. They thought it threw off the look. And you can kind of tell the difference because the non-smirky version is the photo that's on the cover of the box. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Well, the smirky version is what they went with. Um, the costume, the materials, you know, all of that is fantastic. The leather boots with the zipper, you know, there, there's all the guy that works this this line. Uh, it loves loves Star Trek and uh, does Men- a fantastic job. Nanjin Tam, isn't it? Nanjin Tam? Yep. Yeah. And he just does a fantastic job translating these. You know, he really loves the source material and as we've said many times before, when a company loves the source material, it shows. It shows. Also, I've also noticed as well, it does appear that their shirts are um, a little bit more uh, tighter on the waist as well because that was one of the issues I had with Kirk and Spock, that the, the yeah, shirts didn't go flush to the waist. Fur. Yes, there's a little more of what you know would be called a uh, athletic cut. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, just just a little bit more form for it because it just flared out just a little bit from the body. I would love my Kirk and Spock. There, they have a pride of place in my collection. My the Kirk and Spock, and I wasn't. I was. I'm still on the fence about getting a, a, a Scotty. Just have the, the three because I can't get all of them. But um, have, did they raise a chair for these? They did. Didn't there they? is a chair for Kirk. Yeah. Is is it available at the moment? Still? Oh, I don't know if it's available now. That was that was like a year. year we reviewed and a half ago. that, didn't we? Uh huh. Pretty that. sure. I, I reviewed it. See, certainly. see, that's kind of something I slept on there now. And, we, and, and I reviewed it on the show. See, that's something I regret not getting. But yeah, but I mean, these, these do come out with this, all the same accessories, and they're fine accessories too, stuff and and so there. But yeah, they're high quality stuff. I see what you mean though by by the face. All right, with the smirk. I, I guess I to be honest, I probably would prefer the one on the box. To be honest, if I was going for one, but you know, it it does give a bit more personality, and it does seem to work quite well in certain angles, like you said. Yeah, it kind of depends on the angle. I think maybe you know, in this situation, maybe it would be nice to maybe did both options because like they did with because um, they did Captain Mal as well that time, didn't they? Which is really cool. I could see them using this head sculpt a little more with like the the version with the sword. Yeah, where it kind of lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right then, okay, uh, free for all here, like guys. What do you think next, Jeff? What else? How else have you got? Oh uh, well, the only other two I had out were Leia and Luke, but I've. Uh... 
about it for me. No Ragnar. Was it? Was it you had Loki Ragnarok? Who had Loki Ragnarok? I do have Loki Ragnarok, but again, I, do, I haven't got him out at the moment. Ah, okay, okay. What do you think, then, Mike? What else? What, was there anyone else you wanted to cover? Uh, I'm good. We... As far as my side, we could talk about 112s if you wanted to. I got to. I'm going to have to cut out of here in about 15 minutes. Okay, then, guys. Well, all right. Well, that's perfect time. Then, well, that's perfect time. We're going to take a commercial break, and we're going to come back with some Mezco loving. Dun, dun, dun. Back in a few secs. Looking to find collectible figures at low cost with superior customer service? Fanboy Collectibles is one of the largest retailers of high-end collectibles on the east coast of the USA. Carrying a full array of hot toys, enter-based, sideshow collectibles, 3A and all the top manufacturers. The Mexican International Package is shipped daily, all fully insured with tracking number and securely packed. Getting it to you as quickly is important, but not as important as your collectibles arriving in pristine condition. Are you looking to pre-order an item to guarantee you don't miss it when it's released? Well, Fanboy Collectibles does that too. If you got a question about an item, give them a call, shoot them an email, or even leave them a message on their Facebook page. Fanboy Collectibles is available full-time to respond to you and to get your items to you as quickly as possible. Anyone can make a sale. Fanboy Collectibles knows the key to being successful is repeat customers. That comes from doing the right thing by you and making customer services their priority. Fanboy Collectibles. For some it's a hobby, to them it's an obsession. Okay then, folks. Welcome back. All right then, uh, Jeff. I mean, you know, do you want to hang around for some mezco loving? Yeah, I'll I'll sit in for a little while. It's because uh, it's um it's not my scale, but let's hear what's uh, I mean, what the latest thing is. I mean, you've, you've 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 checked them out obviously, and you observed them and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been, there's been a few that have really sorely tempted me, mm. uh, and I have to admit, one of the most well, I'll say most recent. It was a little while ago now, a couple of months or so, uh, and I know um, Mike reviewed them. The the Popeye figure I thought was just absolutely sublime. I just thought, God, if that had been in one six, I'd have been all over it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. There's been a few. There's been a few that have swayed me. Um, the, the Judge Dread figures that both 3A and, uh, and Mezco did. But no, I stuck with the one six. Okay, cool. All right, then. Well, Mike, take it off. Take it away then with um, uh, whatever Mezco. What Ghostbusters? Then let's start off with Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, let's start talking about Ghostbusters first because all four of them you could buy them all. It's the only way you get them is in one big huge metal tin, um, which I love. I love the metal containers. I think we've talked about that before when they do the special versions and metal boxes. Uh, all four of them come in there packed together. Oh my goodness, where to begin? Okay, uh, right. they they come with you know each one uh, comes with uh, the standard accessories, right? So you get a power pack, you know, a, a proton pack with wand. Uh, you get a radio. Um, you get a display stand, uh, and each one has an extra ha- uh, head and uh, four, I think, four extra hands for each one to go with the pair they come wearing. So you get a normal head with each one, and then you get what they're calling a scared head. Uh, generally, that's somebody with their mouth open in some way, shape, or form. Um, I would say some of them are more surprised than scared. You know, it's not like a terrified scared. It's more like a "what the hell is that" kind of look. Well, look at the Ray one here in particular, which is actually yeah. Really Ray good, has kind of it, it, that. That look to me says, uh, "What is that?" Yeah. <laughs> sort of a what the fuck look, yeah. 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 Uh, more than a scared look. I think the 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 Venkman was more of a, a kind of a scared look, like in the hallway. Um, but, um, yeah, so you've got some standard accessories there that come with all of them. Uh, you also have, each one has one or two extras that's uh, to unique to them. So uh, the Ray, for example, had both the ghost trap uh, and the goggles. And um, the, uh, well, I'm trying to think what Pete had. Pete had the, I have to look at the I'll tell you in a sec. 
Gotcha. Uh, because uh, um, Spengler has Pete the, has the, 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 the squishy, the squishy, uh, whatever it was. It was like a record. It was, it was just, oh yeah, the weird thing he used in uh, Dana's apartment. That's, yeah, that thing. Uh, yeah. I can't think of the name of where you little yeah, where he has the little wand and you, yeah, you yeah. kind of squeeze. Forget the name it of it. Little... My, my geek, my geek I actually know the name of that. I forget the name of it. But go on. Yeah, they all have the uh, a, a photon tube too that uh, attaches to the end of the wands. Yep. Uh, it's a little tricky. I think I finally figured it out. It does attach by um, there's a little slot that you can get past the uh, wiring on the one side of the tube and it'll snap on. Uh, but it's a little tricky to get in place. Uh, it doesn't light up. That particular part doesn't light up quite the way you, you might hope, right? There is a light that goes down the end of the wand, but it doesn't do a whole lot to uh, illuminate that thick plastic of the of the proton yeah, blast. We had that with the interbay or the, the, the Blitzway. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's, though, that's a little much to ask. It is, yeah. But the uh, backpack itself, the lights, the red lights light up, the blue, you know, the white, the blue bar light lights up. Um the, the packs, considering the scale, are really nice. They are they cool, did a, there's a man. lot of detail in these packs. I, you know, they're not the Blitzway packs, but then again, they're not six scale, right? They're much tinier. And the uh, the proton, uh, the wand itself is attached with a hose, which is actually a, a fairly sturdy wire uh, that works really well with posing. The wand stays attached to the damn backpack, unlike some of the like the DST ones or the NECA. Uh, the Diamond Select ones recently were the ones that were kind of annoying. Uh, the wiring is also there for the P-tube, right? So you can kind of pose the P-tube around in different ways. Um, overall, there, you know, in terms of the accessories, fantastic. Can't complain at all. The belts look great. Uh, the costume itself, 99% look great. And then they've got this damn big-ass zipper. Uh, it does bug me. It bugs me more the more I look at it. Uh, and it's not so much the teeth. I could probably live with the teeth of the zipper it's, itself, but pull the zipper pull is really huge. Yeah, it's quite a big um, zipper thing. You know, like it's a zipper pull bigger than their nose. Uh, <laughs> if I had a zipper pull on my jacket, the bigger than my face, it would probably be pretty obvious. Um, so that's the <laughs> from the costume perspective. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty big. Uh, so from a costume perspective, it's that damn zipper that's really the only issue. Everything else is terrific. Now the head sculpts. Remember, I said a little cartoony and character. Mm-hmm sometimes with Mezco uh, that's true here I don't think any of these four are home runs uh, I think some of them are better than others my least favorite so far is the Venkman particularly the non-scared Venkman uh, I think that I, I'd have a hard time picking that out as Bill Murray uh, part of the problem with that is that it is you know Bill Murray even at that age was a little doughy in the face he was very yeah uh... yeah it's kind of a, it's not he wasn't fat it's just his natural self he's kind of you know He's got like soft cheeks. Yes. Um, and here they slimmed him down for some reason. He looks pretty, you know, rugged in this head sculpt, and that doesn't it doesn't really translate well. I a little bit idealized, you see. And I, I, yeah, I don't know why they did that. Maybe it was request to him or something. Uh, the I do think the stance I think Ray's a little better, uh, and I think Spengler's probably the best of the bunch. Um, I haven't paid a lot of attention to Zedmore yet. I gotta, I gotta pull him out and review him next week. Uh, but yeah, the portraits are a little bit. They're not the best work that Mezco's done. And Mezco, you know, we have seen them do some really outstanding work with some of their uh, realistic figures. So um, has, has this been a big seller for them? Do you know? Oh. What was that? Oh, sorry. Has this been a has this been a big seller for them? Do you know if it's? I don't uh... know, really. I mean, you know, you also get like like I said, each one comes with their own accessory, and with Zedemore, technically, you get the Slimer, 
Uh, so you actually yeah, uh, a fifth the, figure. The only and, reason I thought get, about sorry, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. You get the PKE meter, and you know each one has their own stand. So you're getting quite a bit for three hundred bucks because if you yeah. think about it, that's only seventy five bucks a figure, which is five bucks a figure cheaper than most of the regular releases. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know they're not big on vehicles, but it just made me think that an Ecto one might be a lot more affordable than obviously the uh, the one that um Litzway. that speaks way of doing. Uh, if if it was uh, again, I don't know if they've actually in, uh, gone into the whole vehicle arena yet. But um, uh, they have. No, a... we've we got a dread cycle, and um, oh, yeah, they, they, did they, that, they didn't previewed they? a Batmobile yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, well, hinted I would be at a Batmobile to, to see how these guys. I haven't pulled out the Mattel. Um, right, the Mattel. Yeah, uh, the, 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 yeah, the Collector ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I was thinking about pulling that out. Uh, these guys go great with the Diamond Select uh, playset, the rooftop mm-hmm. playset. You know, they'll look great on that. Yeah, you've got some great photographs. But I, I tell you what, man, I really like the surprise Wraith. It's not what well, the surprise, but the, the ray that has the expression. Yeah, expression I really like that one. And, and, yeah, he, he looks like he's looking at the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yes, I love that one. I really like that one. I mean, he, and he comes with the goggles and, and things like that as well. But yeah, the zipper is a bit, a bit of a big thing. I mean, how did it work on did, how did it work on Dread? The, the, the zipper was pretty small on Dread. Someone yeah, this why. is kind of weird. I'm not sure why the zipper is so big. It, it they've had zippers on lots of figures, and they're never this big. Maybe it's the material and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a funny one. I mean, they're, they're, I mean you, uh, would you recommend them basically if you're a Ghostbuster? Oh yeah, fan? if you're a Ghostbuster fan, these are certainly better than the the Diamond Slack stuff. Uh, as they should be for the price. As they should be. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Right then. Okay. And well, you could swap in some of those other Diamond Select stuff, like the Terror Dogs, and you know. The, yeah, I see here in your pictures you've used in the diorama you can swap and stuff. In yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff. yeah. Stuff that, uh, or you could use some of the ghosts, and you know, that stuff will work. That's cool. Which one? Which one? The Slimer come with? Well, technically, they are all together, so it's it all together. really. Uh, but they they list him as with Zedemon. All right, cool. And it comes. Is, 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 is it a nice big steel tin? It comes in as well. I like when they do that. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very, very, very nice. Okay, well, from one Mezco on to another, and we're going to be finishing up, which will just be our final one now, lads. Is, uh, the, did you get this one, Mike? Uh, this is the Blade? The, yep. the Mezco... Well, I got the, the exclusive Blade, you mean? Yeah. Which one? I got the exclusive I one. both of them, but yeah. I've got the exclusive one here in front of me. That's the one I got. That one? Okay, cool. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, well, this is this is a this is a Mezco's blade. Now, this one was a very special one. What was the story with this? Now, Mike, he came. He was at a toy toy fair, and he was like a special guests only. He came in yeah, a yeah. Toy a, fair. Mezco does this every year for toy fair, right? They do something that's just for the press. Uh, and industry people who are allowed to come to Toy Fair, and they actually only do uh, about 100 figures uh, in the 112 line, whatever it is. Uh, and so only about 100 of those people even get one. You have to be invited to their party, you know, their press event, and then you have to be one of the 100 that gets one. And so they are fairly, uh, they are the rarest of the 112 figures. Wow, well, I feel quite privileged to have them. And this is because I actually worked on this one. This is actually one of my one of the ones that I worked on. It's it's, it's one of those ones that's quite quite you know, has been quite changed from my design. But the tattoos or what I put on them and things like that and things. But you know, but John Santanga Santagando Santagada. That's John Santagada. He also designs designs from Mexico as well. So he probably just came on and, and added a bit more and things as he had. But yeah, like things like the belt buckle. That's all mine and the boots and things. But and I mean, there's not much design with blade. That's the thing. You know, there's you know. He has you, you got him you know pick just pick a cool pair of like techy looking boots and you know add and give him a little bit of high tech here and you want to customize him a little bit with a kind of a cool top. What I love about this figure though is the um, the way the top is done on this one. The 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 it's uh, but they, they did it with Deadpool and they've started doing it with other figures as well where they have the, like this kind of laminate. 
plastic mm-hmm. uh, on the cloth on on the actual cloth. And this is the time where I was like, I was always look. Can we get recesses into? And you could see it. It's creeping in with Deadpool. Where on, on these things you can see, okay. Also, oh, it's not just we can't just get a flat. I just thought, you know, I thought all the technology would, or whatever way they do it, the printing or whatever would only allow a flat thing. But with this, we've got little scenes, we've got little details, dots, and like techy bits, and this looks awesome. I mean, I think this is a hell of an achievement for this sort of scale of figure for it to look like it looks rigid, but it's fully posable because it's you yeah. know, and at this scale, if this was at a bigger scale, this probably wouldn't work. But at this, this is the advantage maybe having something at this scale where this particular technique, it just works a treat, Mike. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, you have to do this at this scale to keep things in scale, right? To keep things thin and, uh, you, you know, you, that it's necessary. And coming up, being creative this way is, is what's making this line so exceptional, um, is finding ways to do things that would look great in this scale uh, and approximate much larger scales the look of a much larger scale. I love the flow of the red piping, too. It reminds me of blood. Yeah, it's right? very... It's sort of cool. like veiny blood flowing around the heart, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's very, very... And good. this one gets you the forehead, right? This one, this one, you get the whole shebang. You get, like, everything, right? <laughs> Which is an odd, odd thing, actually, because the other blade doesn't come with as many heads, does he? Yeah, but I suspect we'll see this stuff pop up in another one, right? I mean, usually what happens is you get another version somewhere down the line. It's a previews exclusive, or, you know, something will pop up, and they'll be able to use some more of these parts again. Because the other one comes... The other one's, like, the trench coat version. This is, this is Yep, different. the other trench coat version, which I actually like that costume better. Just Go on. Me. I like the straight up black with the trench coat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this one has this. way more goodies. Okay, cool. All right, cool. You know, this one's got the four heads. It's got uh, a, a billion pairs of sunglasses because you get both the black yeah, ones. Yeah, why? why? There was, I was like, what's with all the sunglasses? I just kind of picked the ones with the red in them. I went for those. Yeah, ones. I assume it's because they're gonna you're gonna lose them all, right? <laughs> True that. Well, they give you they give so you those tiny. little less because miss because they give that little baggie as well, which I'm always obsessed with. Yeah, yeah. That little baggie. And then there's a billion guns, and you know, you got the blades and. And the two swords, the, the the little uh, thingy on his back. There was a, there was it was one of my ideas that I had on his belt. I had a little idea that his disc thing, which actually can expand and out, there was going to be a little disc thing on the back of the belt. But I just thought that probably would have been too cumbersome, maybe because just you know you sometimes you overdesign these things, and it's like, well, what actually is possible? And so sometimes right. maybe something is impossible. But I had a little a disc holding device thing on his belt, just right on his back, just a circular thing. But that would have that might have hindered his articulation quite a bit. Actually, thinking about it now. So, well, there you go. He was one of the earliest figures I ever did for Mezco. Like this, so, I mean, I did design him about work than him about like what. We're talking about three years ago now. Three, two, two and a half, three years ago now. That just takes you. Mm. That just goes to show you how long. Like sometimes, uh, figures take from go, especially especially from Mezco, because obviously they do a lot of R and D. And man, I'm t- you know I I work on these figures, but a lot a lot of stuff ends up being quite changed by the time by the time it ends up with final figure. There are exceptions, like like Catwoman is pretty much dead on, but like and and Batman Beyond, but some of the other ones uh, that are come on, like Aquaman, for instance, like there was like you know there was things that were probably weren't possible. With the set set of materials, but this is what they've done here, and I'm just blown. I was I I was like wow, because I I actually didn't design the tops. This whole top, his whole top section, I did not have anything to do with his top section. I had a very different, more standard bladey kind of 
body armor type thing going on. A bit like what the Punisher kind of has, that kind of a thing, or what he had in the movie. Mm-hmm. This is way cooler than what I designed, I'll tell you that now. So I'm hats off to John, if it was probably, it was probably John, I would imagine, who would have done this. But it, it, it's just it's just how the rubber was able to hold all the little details and just the, 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 the tiniest and thinnest of lines. It's, um, it's super impressive. And I want to mm-hmm. see much more of this. We're, we're probably going to see much more more of this kind of stuff going ahead and things. But yeah, Mesco are killing it right. Now what else? I mean, they, they're, they've... Uh, man, what, what size is that King Kong is coming out there? Coming, coming out with? Uh, 18 inches. Isn't that 18 inches? 18 inches? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I yeah, I think it's 18 inches. It Did out. you get your Sovereign Knight? I, I, I got the Onyx edition. and I reviewed the Onyx edition of that which, a while which ago. Is the one I, just, I, got, I got the gray one. That's, that's the one yeah, I, I have. I just got that in the mail like yesterday or the day before. Which one? The Sovereign Knight one. The gray one, yeah. The gray. I love the. I love the. See, because that was another one that was uh, a special edition, right? That was through the store that they did the what they called the Onyx edition, right? Which was the all black, and it heavily uses what you're talking about, right? There's all little tiny bits all over the costume. Oh yes, this one uh, yeah, okay, in so black. Look, That's look, the, the little that. vinyl pieces that they've added that that makes the suit much more tactical looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that suit too because that one reminds me with the yellow, you know, the the yellow and black symbol on the chest and the gold belt uh, really speaks to the old Kenner Batman, Batman Returns, you know, um, style of it does, it uh, does, suit it does. from the Tim Burton movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, this one works really well, doesn't it, in, the, in all black. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that version. Now, the gray version, I know a lot of people have been saying it looks like pajamas but i haven't had a chance really to look at it in too much detail yet i have it, the it lacks all those bits doesn't it all those little vinyl bits aren't on the gray version yeah they're all on the same again but i i i think oh, are they i think yeah 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 it, 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 well i think i haven't actually, i've actually got them boxed away to be honest i didn't work on this one um but it looks like the legs are a little bit of the same but it just works really well on this on, on all black to be honest. i think it works better on the black than it does on the gray then the gray mm-hmm. is cool but maybe the I think maybe the, uh, when people think of gray Batman, they don't necessarily think of that kind of section, those kinds of sections. They just think of just a clean kind of a thing. But with a black right. Batman, you can kind of go wild. You can put all kinds of details in there and stuff. But it works really well here, man. I really like this. Ooh, and it comes with a smashed up kind of mask as well, kind of a thing. I really yeah. like that one. Sort this of, is, and it's sort of a Catwoman smash, right? It's uh... now is he that shiny? In in in, in is, is he's quite shiny in your pictures here. But you've got quite a loud flash. Your stuff is quite shiny sometimes, isn't it? Is he actually? Well, I have no flash, but yeah, there's, oh, there's, he's, your studio he's got a lot of light. Yeah. yeah, and and the vinyl obviously will reflect the light, right? Which is offset from the the cloth underneath, which is uh, matte. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, there's no, it's like I'm just wondering because like Blade here looks quite matte under my lights here, but yeah, a little bit more matte. But is it is this is this is would you say this is shinier than the Blade? Yeah. Yep. Definitely more shiny. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of the old Tim Burton Batman, isn't it? Yeah, very. Are these, are these the same head sculpts that come with the other one? I can't. Again, I can't remember. Um, yeah, that face sculpt looks a bit different, though. The the, the, the full on face sculpt that's open. The unmasked one is the, the same one, one you got before with Batman, right? Is it? They've used that head before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they okay. used that head with uh, who did they bring that give us to? Uh, uh, the Ascending Knight. That's the same one that came with Ascending Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the gray one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, which is and then you got the short ears and a couple of long ears. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that's nice. Man, I like the variety of this one. This one's cool, man. And it's just, this isn't exclusive or anything like that, is it, this one? Yeah, this was exclusive, but it was to their store. It's one of those Mezco buy it at their uh, Onyx stores. edition. Well, yeah. So who's Onyx? Is that just a store? No, that's the only reason it's called Onyx is because it's all black. You know, I'm, being like a real, I'm being a real idiot here. What do you mean by Onyx? 
Well, it's onyx Actually, board. It's onyx board. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a kind of stone. It's like yeah, a semi-precious stone. Ah, uh, okay. All right. I'm not going to expose my ingredients anymore. Unlike, <laughs> yeah, you already did that. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Though it's been late. I had a, had a, I was partying last night. Anyway, this, uh, this is a really nice figure. I mean, if you were to get one of them, uh, Jeff, which one would you be getting? Do you think? Because uh, so this is the second version of, of essentially of, of 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 this kind of a Batman. Uh, oh, okay. again, I, I just haven't really been following. I've just been having a look at them as you were talking online. Um, I did like, was it the Sovereign one you mentioned? Black yeah, one. Sovereign, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of looking at them online, literally, as you were talking about them. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm up for any Batman, pretty much. But um, but at the same time, with me, it's just that scale thing. So yeah, they look cool. All of these, the Sovereign Knight and the Ascending Knight, I like the tactical look to the suits. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, do you, do you have these on display, Mike? Do you have all your Mezcos on display? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So, how what's happening with your whole collection and stuff like that? And then I should let one you of gentlemen these days, go. Man. One, one, one of these days. One so. of these days. If everybody would like to come and help me, we could probably crank it out in a week. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. I, I'm in that same situation where you know I'm now the wrong side of fifty by a little while, and uh, the, the the older I get, the more I'm thinking, am I ever going to have that big man? cave den somewhere that's going to have all this stuff on display and the older I get the more I'm thinking now the kids are just eating up all the money so uh well, yeah. I mean, my problem is I've got the it. space it's just all I just don't have time so I yeah. keep telling myself well someday I'm going to retire someday yeah. I'll <laughs> I won't be working every freaking day yeah so that's my plan but I I work on it a little at a time Keeping yep. it up. You, I mean, but, but you're nowhere close to having like pictures or anything like that yet, have a No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, we're on the same boat. I mean, I'm still in an apartment. I don't even have a house yet, so, I'm yeah. so, so most of my stuff is in storage these days now, kind of thing, unfortunately. But I have all my hot toys out, and I do have all my Mezcos out and things like that. And obviously, Master Universe don't go anywhere. So there you go. Yeah. But that's it now, lads. I mean, this has been a 50th episode now. I mean, how would you feel about Terrific. having 50, 50, 50 episodes? Isn't too bad. It's been a quick 50 years. It's been, yeah, it's been a very so quick 50 years. Almost incredible. Quickly, yeah. I know, you know, and, and our voices have held up quite well as well. You know, we haven't gone like all Steven Tyler over the years because if you remember Steven better Tyler, better than our bodies. <laughs> very, much, <laughs> very much better. Than us. I'm telling you, I ache. I, had a, I was at a party last night. And I cannot drink like I used to, but we just like to, you know, thanks to our listeners and things like that. Because like when we, when myself and Mike, for instance, were in San Diego, we were we were delighted to hear people walking up and say, "Hey, you're, you're the guys from the Hot Toy Cast." And I was like, "Wow." It was, it, was, it was quite special, wasn't it, Mike? And it was just, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, this podcast has been an absolute treat. And I, you know, you two, you two, in my opinion, make this podcast. I, I, this podcast would not be as, as you know, we're, you two bring the high brownness. I'm honest, just simply the presenter. You know, I'm just simply the presenter. I give you guys, you guys are the ones that people come to listen to and things. So I'm absolutely, I just wanted to take the time to say thank you to both of you to, you know, for going, you know, coming along with me on the, on the old, the old. Sunday evening chats for the old podcast. And... It's it's a holy trinity. I think it has to be said. There up. you go. It's a holy trinity. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's a holy trinity. But no, on all serious, it's been a delight having you guys. And you know, hopefully, we'll have fifty more lads, listeners, Sounds and good. stuff like that. But you know, as I, uh, you know, if you have any questions at all, listeners, you know, give us an email. You know, say hi to us. Uh, I'm Eamon at EamonArt.com, and I can just pass on a message to us, guys. You can get Mike. Mike. Mike's website is mwctoys.com. All the pictures, everything that we discuss, is on Mike's website. He's the authority. On this kind of stuff, so go speak to that. And Jeff, you're on Twitter. Jeff, you're on Twitter, aren't you, Jeff? I'm not on Twitter. No, I'm very, uh, I'm very unswitched on. Well, Jeff is um, here, and I can, I can yeah. pass any message you want to give Jeffrey. I will pass it on to him. But there you go. That's our 50th episode. But stay tuned. We're gonna have some guests coming on in a little bit, and let's see who we got. 
And alright, welcome back then folks. Right, we're going to continue on our lovely 50th episode extravaganza here. And uh, I went on the old blower today, which is English for, you know, the old phone, or aka the Skype. And I managed to rustle up uh, one one Troy Emmy for us. Uh, Troy, who uh, runs Fanboy Collectibles, is of course sponsored the show. But I just, Troy and, and I have been friends for quite a few years now, as well as Mike and, and Troy have. Indeed, you guys have known each other for quite a long time, haven't you? Yeah, quite a long time. Yeah, actually, quite quite a few years. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of get because I just figured out of all the other other retailers of that, just I wanted to kind of get you on here because you you deal in a lot of the high end stuff, and I, I just want to we I just thought it'd be kind of interesting to see how what what your take is on everything is and just the industry and a whole lot and all the rest of that stuff. But before we get anyway started, I would like you to, to tell us uh, how long have you how long has Fanboy Collectibles been running for now, Troy? And why did you why did you start? What did you have a job before this? And why did you start to? Why did you start this company? We opened, we're open nine years now this past March. Uh, before that, I had worked in corporate America. The, the last job I had was, I was at Merrill Lynch. I did global human resources. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Um, basically, the industry took a little bit of a downturn. There were layoffs and cutbacks. And I mean, the choice was, do I want to get back in line behind everybody else in corporate America or give this a shot uh i've been collecting for forever like everybody else does yeah uh, i've known quite a few other retailers that were more than willing to give me a hand to get started and i said let me go with something that i know and i enjoy excellent when, when was this then Troy? what year was this this was uh nine years ago now uh nine and a half years ago so beginning of 2010 Right, 2010. So still, still pretty new then, really. But I guess it's been 2010 since the really high-end collectibles have really kind of kicked off as well. What do you think, Mike? When did it? When? I mean, I know sideshow been going like since about you know the, like like 1999, that kind of a way. But I think the high-end collectibles industry has just really kicked off since well, since yeah, dudes... I think you know Hot Toys really started getting into the market about nine years ago too, and changing six scale and. Uh, and we saw, yeah, a big jump in in the quality overall uh, about that time. So how? So so tell tell us more than Troy. So you you, you decided to open up and how how'd it go? Uh, I mean, like anybody else, I took my lumps in the beginning. You learn a lot of, about the business, and I mean, I just have been plugging away. Uh, like I said, the the high end industry part of the the business has taken off, blown up really the last decade or so. <laughs> So, I mean, we started off with just about a little bit of everything and carried some hot toys in the beginning and sideshow. And now, I mean, you're talking between just the figures, uh, the mass amount of them that gets released on a monthly basis, and the, the higher-end statues that everybody tries to get a hold of. Mm. And we carry everything from there all the way down to pops for people that just don't have that type of income. Yeah. Pops. <laughs> Jeff, any uh, it, No, I was just going to say, I mean, it's, you know, it is an industry that, you know, like all you guys I've been collecting since I can remember you know and, and I pretty much take my collecting years right back to when I was a kid you know whether it was Star Wars figures it was always something that I wanted uh, the next one and I wanted to be a completist on but <clears throat> I was thinking from somebody in the retail sector it must have been a really interesting curve to notice like when I go back 20 I know you guys have been in the, in the business for like 10 but go back 20 years and you think about the high-end figures that were coming out then and you were spending like 25 bucks 25 quid 30 quid on a figure um, and then obviously we've seen that that whole kind of uh, that whole landscape change dramatically to the fact that, you know we're now I'm not going to say people are thinking nothing is spending 200 bucks on a figure but it's certainly the lay of the land on the high-end scale it's expected and, though uh, yeah and I was going to say you know how you've noticed that kind of sweeping upward curve in the costs, how that's kind of like affected your buyers? Uh, what, I've, what I've noticed is you don't have people buying as much 
But huh. since there's such high quality out there, they'll they'll buy instead of buying four figures a year, they buy two. But they buy yeah. the two that they really have to have instead of. I find some collectors just feel they have to have everything and that's what makes their collection versus a couple of people that just have to have that one or two pieces that really mean a lot to them. And that's where I see it shifting towards people just buy the two or three figures a year that they really want versus uh-huh. buying eight or ten every every couple of months. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. And how have you found like the the the, the one sixth stuff specifically? How did you how how do you how have you have you seen a kind of a change? Is there any story there over the last decade that you've noticed? Um, they, it doesn't sell. They don't sell like they used to. I mean, it used to be Hot Toys would put up anything, and everybody thought it was going to be the next Grail piece, and they just bought everything. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah uh, people just are a little more choosy. There's some competition out there, which offers them a lot of options. And and people uh, with social media nowadays, people are very well educated. And I mean podcasts like yours that give them reviews and explain everything. People they're very knowledgeable now. It's it's not that they just buy anything. So uh, the, I deal with a lot of very smart people that know what they want and or, or they're waiting for that next one to come out because there's a rumor of the next edition of uh, an Iron Man armor or a, a new Wolverine or something like that. And people are just picky and choosy, but they're still spending money. It's not that the industry slowed down at all. It's just they're buying less but higher quality stuff. Yeah, that's yeah and I think it's interesting too because I think the market's made this interesting swing. If you go back 10, 12 years – uh, you, you did have a point where people were also really picky then, right? Because you'd gone from what Jeff said, this, you know, 35, 45, 50 bucks was a lot for a figure to all of a sudden 150 or 200 was starting to be expected. So they, they couldn't make that jump right away. And you had figures like, let's say, uh, a Hot Toys Blade or, uh, you know, figures like that, that that slipped under the radar. People didn't buy them all because they just couldn't at that time afford them all. <laughs> they hadn't reached that expectation yet. So you have figures from then that that did turn into grails, right? That people passed on at the time, and and wished they hadn't. Then you reached, then you went into this period of the market, you know, like 2012, 2013, 2014, where people were used to spending 200 bucks, and they bought everything because they thought everything was going to become a, a blade, or everything was going to become, you know, one of the uh, aliens, uh, yeah, um, the marines. marines. Yeah. So so yeah. But they didn't, right? Because everybody was buying them. And I think we've gone back into a position where it's more like 2009 or 2010 where people are being really picky. And you're going to see five years from now people go, oh, crap, I really wished I bought John Wick because, you know, I I didn't really – couldn't really afford it at the time and I was being more picky. But, boy, I wish I had it now. Oh, well, that that exactly happened. I had a large amount of customers that just felt, like you said, everything was going to be the next Blade and what they were trying to do is buy two of each figure, thinking they could flip one, use that money to continue purchasing their collection. Yep. And the problem is, is when you try and do that for 20 figures in a row and they keep coming in every couple of weeks, before you know it, the bills start piling up and the figures just weren't selling. I mean, not flipping yep. over. They, they were always selling, but people thought that they were going to sell for double and triple. And yeah. that just doesn't happen with everything. Yep. I mean, and, I, and I think, like you were saying, 10 years ago when you started, I mean, that was kind of just on the arse end of the subprime market when everybody was suffering. And uh, I think, you know, it's that a lot of buying really changed then. Because I remember <clears throat> watching people, like you were just saying, um, uh, Mike, you know, people buying and selling the old alien colonial marines. And some of those figures were changing, but, you know, for like 900, 1,000 bucks a 
per piece. Really? I was, thinking, I was just thinking, this is absolutely mental. This is crazy. You know, this this is this can't go on. And of course, it didn't because not only did you know more figures come out and the and the quality improved, but I think even those figures now wouldn't go for anything like that amount of money. Oh, I don't but know. I'll, I'll try to find a Vasquez. You'll still be you'll still be spending a lot on them. Yeah. Because. Some of those figures, they've never, like, if, if they would get their act together and actually reissue those, right? Give yeah. us a new version of those Colonial Marines, man, they would sell like hotcakes. They would, yeah. But anyway, hey, hey, hey Troy, do you run yeah. both an online and a retail location or just online? No, no, we have a brick-and-mortar store. Uh, you come in, okay. we basically have a small showroom. We have cases with uh, a lot of stuff on display. And, and then the back door leads to our warehouse, which is... A two-floor, 1,500-square-foot warehouse where everything's there. Um, I mean, people are more than welcome to come in and buy stuff right out of the warehouse. Uh, we open and check everything. Uh, if it's a hot toy, we sell those factory sealed. So, I mean, you're more than welcome to open it up if there's a problem, which in hot toys there almost never really is. No. Uh, we, we, we take Well, in 10 years, I, I would say in the hundreds and hundreds of hot toys that have gone out the door, we've had a problem maybe like five or six over the years. Really? I've, honestly, the, the biggest problem is people that play with them break them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't realize how delicate they are, and they like yeah. um, the noobs, I guess. Something, yeah, they, yeah, look, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to agree because that takes me back to the old days, you know, when when you used to buy your Colonial Marines and your and your Predators, and they were in a semi kit form, and oh, man, I you needed to steal, and you needed to just like you know the tweezers came out, and you needed to be so careful. You sweated so much. Oh my God, I used to sweat so much after I got, I got my phone. One of my first ones was like at the one of the old Predators, and I was like, oh God, it's to put this put this over here. But yeah, I was, it does seem to be. I want to get back to the kind of the, kind of the quantities because, like 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 you said, I mean, it's it seems like. They've really gotten well with their quantities now, I think, especially stuff on like, it's kind of funny, it's kind of like um, like with a lot, lot of the Marvels and, and, and things like that, they, they seem to get their quantities, especially on Iron Man now, it's, it's kind of an odd thing I'm seeing, I've seen, like in your store now, Troy, I see, there's all the Iron Mans are pretty much gone, all the new Iron Mans that are coming out are pretty much all pre-sold out already. And yet, some of the other ones, then like like Star Wars, and they're they're still kind of lingering around there. And I'm just wondering what's what's your take on on what what sells and what doesn't. And in terms of like, we, we are we assuming that Hot Toys will make a quantity based on specifically just pre-sales and then some more? Is is I'm I'm pleading my ignorance here now. So, uh, uh, they will never tell you that, but it has to be based off of pre-orders because that's how we pre-order. We get the solicitation, we put it up. Uh, the, the the biggest problem is they don't give us a lot of time to place orders. Um, Sideshow, Hot Toys, they only give you about a month, month and a half from the date of solicitation to place your what they call a last call order. Really? And, yeah. So but they're I like mean, pre-order for like just, over a year. Yeah. Um, the yeah, ones that, that you see up time to make them, so they're clearly doing it off of numbers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, John Wick. Uh, I mean, we'll take a shot on some figures and we'll just take a guess basically just speculation of we think this will do well and we'll take a shot on order, ordering more of them just so we have stock when they come in but then there's other ones that catch us by surprise um it didn't it didn't pre-sell that well uh we kind of hedge and don't order a ton of them we always will double to triple the pre-order just to make sure we have stock for the year while we're waiting for them yeah and what will normally happen is when you start seeing them get released overseas and everything hits uh, social media now everybody sees them in hand, and that's when the rush comes to start buying them. Mm. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 
because there seems to be um, a pretty consistent kind of sales on the uh, on, on the diecast Iron Man. They they seem to be one of those. It's almost like you're still but. DVDs and Blu-rays, they're the ones that everybody kind of seems to want their collection. But even then, I mean, what was it, the Mark Forty Seven a little while ago? That is another one that just seems to be rarer than rocking horse crap. Um, and, and again, the other secondary market prices are just showing that. Says, well, what's going on there? Well, so what's the why is why why is the quantity? Why are they so rare? And then again, like again, so you'll get get an Emperor Palpatine or a, a Phasma pretty easily. What, what's the story there? I think it's just they don't produce as many of them. Um, I, I mean, you, uh, me or any of the other online retailers out there, you, you have to kind of play a guessing game of how many you think are going to sell um, with social media, Facebook Marketplace, eBay. I mean, you're selling against a bunch of people that don't have any kind of overhead, so they're willing just to get their money back. So to try and take a shot on ordering something that you may be sitting on a dozen, two dozen six dozen i mean it gets a little scary you can't do that with every figure so you got to be a little picky of which ones you really think are going to be the ones that are going to be hot um like the the one we did very well guessing with was the the first edition of the doctor strange and the only reason i really took a shot on ordering a lot of him was because just the the detail like the scarring on the hands it was different, and I know a lot of people customize the figures. They'll buy them just for parts. So we said, all right, you know, well, let's take a shot. It's different. He's got the cloak. He's got all the different pieces that people will use to customize. And we took a shot and ordered a lot of them. And when he came out, we had them in stock. But even that didn't last long. Everybody wanted them, and he went very quickly. And then he put the, at the moment, you got the second uh, Doctor Strange in stock. Now, and he, I thought he would have shifted faster, for instance. Um, I I think a lot of people may have went to the secondary market to buy the first one, so they have one. Yeah. Um, but I'm just finding a lot of people that are buying them, A, or the completists that feel they have to have everybody or they just want that second edition. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the other people that are picking them up are people that waited and waited and waited and didn't want to pay those secondary market prices. And now you can get them at a more reasonable price. And doc, we, we ordered a lot of Doctor Strange. He's very popular. Oh, yeah, and I think a lot of people also are worried that what is Hot Toys, you know, Hot Toys does keep us guessing. You know, with a character like Doctor Strange, you might not get another one that you really, really like. So a lot, or you might not get it for three years. So you know, you you do take with those secondary characters, characters that are considered secondary characters. I think people are less willing to take a risk to skip one, uh, where they might look at Iron Man and go, "Well, you know, I'm probably going to get another one, or a Thor, or a Captain America." Um, but the is the forty-seven the last suit? Uh, no, it was it was actually the one that was in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. It was the so it was only seen once. It was the kind of mostly silver, but with a red top. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was basically in the in the movie. It was didn't even have Tony in it most of the time. It just uh, right. it was off at a wedding. But um, but yeah, it, I, I must admit I picked it up. It was one I really liked just because I like the silver on it. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things you've just sort of you notice it's gone crazy on the on the secondary it's, market. It's bananas. Like every Iron Man since like like literally pretty much nearly every Iron Man since they started doing the diecast parts. I think. Every Iron Man is just shot through the fight. I first noticed it with the Iron Man Mark 42. It's the gold one from Iron Man 3, that one. I think that one is yeah. Mark 42, that one. Yeah, that one. It's the Mark 43. It's the Mark 43, I think, actually. It's like a gold. Yeah, it's a gold. I think it's a 43. And it, it, yeah. from those ones onwards, and it's it's nuts. It's gone, like, they're sick. Like, Civil War Iron Man is going, like, for, like, five, six hundred bucks. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't, I'm still trying to like wrap my head around why, I guess, well, it is Iron Man, and I guess, but, I, I, I'm, again, I'm just looking at other other things, like uh, other characters, 
that 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 are still easily available from these movies, and I'm just a bit curious as to why would Hot Toys make less of an Iron Man if they know it's going to sell somewhere? I don't know that they do though. It might be. Uh. And Troy can speak to this a little bit too. I might. It might just be that Iron Man has such a tremendous demand internationally. Uh, uh, absolutely. You know, Hot Toys has said that about Iron Man in Asia that that yeah. the Asian market will buy every Hot Man they make, Iron Man they make, and yeah. whereas Thor or Captain America doesn't have quite the appeal. And no. Iron Man sells to everybody. Uh, I, I mean, in the U.S. market, there are fans of every armor. And like I said, internationally, Iron Man is, I, I mean, he's as popular as any character out there. Uh, there are people that just have to have every version of the armor. And even if they don't have to have every version, there's so many. And people just pick up five, six, ten different armors that they feel yeah. they need for their collection. And that, so and and what to to completely change change the topic again from from just the figures as well. So I was going to maybe talk a little bit more like well, what's your opinion on on the various different companies? Obviously, we don't want to be biased or anything like that towards or anything because I, I work with a few of these companies now. But uh, like say how are the like how are how are the, the, the side shows uh, when when the side show comes? I mean, what when it, when it comes to doing the one six stuff? Obviously, besides. Hot toys, because whom you're quite confident, and like we're like we're discussing, variable sales. But you're confident that you're going to get that in, and you know that will sell. What about say, but it's say some of the other companies, or is that is 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 like with Sideshow or 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 Star Race or QMX or Three Zero? How are you finding the other companies and things like that on their sales and things? All of them are very well established. They all have their fan bases. Um, uh, 3-0 we do very well with because they the, between even though Walking Dead may not be as popular as it once was. They're the only ones putting out quality six scale figures, and the the Game of Thrones license with them is is incredible. Uh, the biggest complaint I get from my customers is they don't put out enough. They don't put them out fast enough. Um, but Star Race, Sideshow, they, they, different. It's it's people's taste really of the characters that they're putting out. Um, nobody really complains about the quality of them. Uh, I deal with a couple of companies that do the the custom ones also. And it's very hit or miss. Um, I mean, it's it's really taste for customers, what they like. Uh, I stay away from anything that just doesn't, like if it's a company that's really not as well known, I mean, if you want me to order it, I'll get it for you. But it's not stuff I'll really go out of my way and stock. Uh, until Basically until you get a foothold out there and people know who you are. Um, but, but I mean, there's tons of stuff available. But the, the well-known companies, uh, Quantum Mechanics, QMX, the 3.0, it's everybody loves them. Uh, it's just different characters that aren't being offered by the by Hot Toys. So everybody has their own personal favorite, and you, you don't buy them as in the bulk that you do Iron Man. But they all sell very well. Right. Yeah, okay. go on, guys. And, well, I was just going to say. I mean, the thing you, that's kind of really obvious that <clears throat> I'm sure we've all noticed is that you know over the last sort of like four, five, six years, so many more companies are kind of coming up and throwing the hat into the ring, and kind of like and the quality is just getting higher and higher. <clears throat> I know. Um, I remember years ago when Enterbay were first kind of like trying to challenge Hot Toys, and the quality was almost there. The the, the, the well, I said the quality, yeah, the quality of paint and sculpt was almost there, but the quality in as much as of the breaking, etc., certainly wasn't. Um, but I think we're seeing a lot of other companies now that are kind of. I mean, who is it? It was Asmus that just yeah about the new uh, Lord of the Rings. I was going to ask you about that. They got the new yeah. Gandalf. They're showing and the price point on that is three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Uh, 
it is a if they can get something that looks as good as those prototype photos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is amazing. It's now, awesome. It, it looks. Very I can't. Cool. I can't. I can't tell you that the sculpt is different from because they do have an awesome Gandalf. Their sculpt. Yeah. I, on the other one is excellent, but the hair, the rooted beard, looks just tremendous. And I, I actually It'll read. It'd be the, interesting the people... to see if the market can handle a three hundred and fifty dollar figure like that. Yeah, and I did read that apparently they're they're thinking, or well, they're probably going to be offering the new head to people of shoulder on the original one. So yeah, for a, for a price, um, you know, you they will could be double able to up get on that. Head. Yeah, that's a shrewd move actually. They could double up on that. Yeah, I wonder what we could sell the head for. Let's all then. I have no idea. I mean, I just I literally read this online on one of the collector groups on Facebook. Somebody was uh, talking about the fact that they'd they'd had words with Asmus, and apparently this was something they were considering and were probably going to be offering. Right. Okay. Is 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 there a difference in handling the companies, Troy? Is there a different kind of um, so so you, not, without obviously going into too much detail and stuff? But is is there like a difference in in the companies and how they handle and and things like that? Because like you said, you've been quite fortunate that you've actually had very few returns. On, on, on these one six figures specifically mostly um, really the only issue is really if you're just dealing with the international companies is just timing and sometimes there's a little bit of a language barrier but for the most part they're all very easy to deal with um, I mean we have problems with not so much the figures but statues and it, I mean everybody has problems and when you're doing things in mass production so really for me it's just how their customer service how how do you take care of a, a mistake when there's a problem and I mean, on our end, we're, we're checking everything before I notify customers. So, I mean, I'll get a complaint or two from a customer. Oh, hey, how come I haven't got a notification this is in yet? And I kind of just let them know, you know, uh, there was an issue with it. We've gone back to the company. They're taking care of it. They're sending us a new one. So when you're dealing with international, there might be a little bit of a delay. But, I, I, I mean, without naming names, there's been one or two companies in the past that have had problems, and they're no longer around. Uh, I mean, if, you do, if you're not taking – uh, good care of the customers, uh, having high quality customer service. With the internet nowadays, social media, people talk and everybody knows and it kind of creates an avalanche of negativity against you that once it starts going against you, it's very hard to turn it back. So, I mean, the, the companies that are taking care of people, uh, they're doing the right thing. Uh, there's mistakes made. Sometimes things get broken in shipping, but uh, all of them are very professional to deal with. I really haven't had an issue with just about anybody we deal with. Cool. And is it is the statues then that you find that maybe the, the most kind of a... Uh... Because I heard you mentioned that because like statues are because I even I saw like I I have noticed that with 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 one six there's a kind of a there's different kinds of complaints in terms of all the, whether the the app the likeness is as good as the prototype and stuff like that but most of the time with hot toys it's, it's usually fine with the, with, mm -hmm. with 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 statues and it can go across all the companies I do mean statue collectors I mean they're very they're very some some of these guys are very particular and any little even a hardness of paint in a certain area, like there was the He-Man statue, for instance, from yep. Sideshow, side and some people, I think it's an amazing statue, I think the, the worksmanship and the craftsmanship is amazing on it, so, but I did hear, like, some dudes complain, like, oh, the hair is a bit too kind of matted, and the paint is a bit too thick in certain areas, I'm like, gee, oh, crikey, I, oh, okay, but my the, God. <laughs> there are people, it, you're dealing with the public, um, I mean... I don't like this Batman. I don't like this pose. Oh, I like this pose, but I wish he was in quarter scale. Or I wish a... you can't please everybody. You're trying to please the masses. Hmm. Um, my answers are just always: it's a hobby. You're supposed to be enjoying it. If it's yeah. not what you want, don't buy it. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like a used car salesman to my customers. It. I, I, you want to talk about the quality, the craftsmanship, the history of the company? I'll gladly tell you all that. 
if you don't like that costume or that pose then save your money and buy it on something you enjoy Uh, if you're going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on something and you're going to look at it on display in your room and it's like oh you know troy convinced me to buy this you're not going to be happy i i want you to look over and be like wow that you know that's one of the best iron mans i've ever purchased and be happy with it it's your hobby enjoy it because you 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 two aren't big on statues either you two guys i mean uh, do you guys have any statues what are you talking yeah. about? I'm, I have lots of statues, dude. You have lots of statues. I mean, wh- what's your take yeah. on that, Mike? Go on, talk to us. Uh, well, no, what I, what Troy said. Yeah, there are people who, and you said, there are people in the statue groups that are really picky, really more so than I think even in uh, the six scale world. They really do obsess, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because they have less control. I've often thought that, right? If I buy a six scale figure, uh, I may be able to find the perfect pose for it, right? I may be able to find a way yeah. that I can make it look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, can, right, yeah. And I can customize, and I can do things. Uh, the statue world, other than the repaint, I'm pretty well stuck with what I got. Mm-hmm. So I do think some of the some of the lack of control feeds into it too. But man, they are obsessive compulsive, as am I. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go on. Me yeah. too. <laughs> are you are you a statue collector as well, Joe? What do you collect? Uh, I collect a. <laughs> I collect a lot of statues. I have oh, going boy. back from Bowen, Gentle Giant, Code Three, and now I buy the big Prime Ones and um, XM Studios. Uh, and I've picked up a couple of custom pieces here and there. Uh, uh, elite cl- creature collectibles. Uh, I mean, th- that's another thing people always tell me: like this doesn't fit into their collection, that doesn't fit into their collection. And my collection's anything I want to put in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, w- one of my favorite customers at the shop, he does some quirky stuff. Like, guys will tell me this figure doesn't fit in their collection. He's got the Hot Toys Batmobile, and he's got Spider-Man sitting in it, because that's what he wants. <laughs> and it's your collection. It's what you want to put in it. Um, but I collect a lot of statues. Um, my my man cave down in the basement probably has about 450 statues in it right now. Holy goodness yeah. me. Go on. And what are your highlights in of that? Uh, the Elite Creature Collectibles, the life-size Medusa. Oh, um, oh the yeah. life-size Medusa from Clash of the Titans. No, it's not. It's not really based off of that. It's just a, a Medusa sculpt. Okay. Um, that and oh, years ago. It's is it is it? I'm trying to visualize. Is it that amazing? It's the one with the. It's got like 30 snakes on the head, and they're all bendable that you can pose it any way you want. Oh my god. That, oh wow. Yeah, that's that. That's that nice one. I think I saw it with a crazy paint application on it. That one, isn't it? It's like beautifully yep. painted. That one. Yep, and probably about I want to say more than a decade ago, Gentle Giant put out a life-size Yoda from Attack of the Clones that has a light-up lightsaber. Oh, cool! Wicked. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of my other favorite pieces. And what about one six then? Uh, I have I haven't picked up a lot because what it basically when when that really started getting hot, I was already well into my statue collection and I was like if I start collecting all of these I'm going to go broke <laughs> um, but the the one that I just absolutely loved is the the Ultron uh, I, I guess he's the Mark 1 when he first shows up in the movie oh, yeah. it's like all broken apart oh, and, yes, yes, yes. and it I've just always it's been between like with that battle damage look and the circuitry and just the face on the Ultron that that's my favorite figure uh, I, I don't know why it resonates with me, but I, I, just like anybody else, I just saw it and I loved it and had to have it. What would be your favorite Hot Toy then, Jeff? 
Favourite hot toy? Yeah, oh, like if, 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 if you had to grab one, heaven forbid, burning building, if you had to grab well, one hot toy, I, what would it be? Do you know what? As much as I love all my hot toys, it's my favourite, which is a perennial on my bookshelf, just, it's, it's just in the other room, is the uh, Tamashi Nations 3PO, the metal uh, one. You rave about um, that all the time. You love that one. Yeah, that is just one that, I, you know, every time I look at it, I, sm- I remember how much it cost me and I remember how much it hurt, but I still just look at it and I absolutely smile. So I suppose if I went for hot toys, purely just because it means so much to me, and then there's so many really cool Iron Man figures, etc., etc. Star Wars figures, which I love. But for me, the one that I was so glad they brought out is probably Ripley from Alien. Again, she's another one that's on my bookshelf, that's and I just love one. her because yeah, it's a, a film that I, a film I adore, and it's just a figure I was beginning to give up hope on ever seeing. I'm kind of glad they moved a solid hair on that one. Yeah. In the, in the end. I mean, the original hair would have been, but that would have been a crazy bit of a thing. Mike, yeah. what about you? What's your Heaven forbid, that lovely baron of yours that you showed us earlier. What would you have to grab? Oh, I, that would be, that's like asking me to choose my children, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't, I can't come up with just one. I do, I, from a license perspective, when Hot Toys did the 66 Batman stuff, it was sort of a dream come true. Yeah. You know, the Batman and, and Robin. It, I am, it, the fact that we never got the Batmobiles just breaks my heart. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, I still stuff. get asked yeah, about that. Do you still get asked about that one, Troy? Yeah. Wow, yeah. If they sneak something at San Diego Comic Con until they produce it, people want to know. And I believe they showed that two, maybe three years in a row, and they never at came least out. Two, with it. Yeah. yeah, and I still get people asking. And and the other thing is, they think because I'm a retailer, I have some kind of inside knowledge. I get I get told when that gets solicited, like everybody else. They're all like, "Well, when's it coming out?" I'm I have no idea. Uh, when they tell me. And do you make it to San Diego? Are you going to be at San Diego Comic Con this year? Because you actually go to a lot of conventions, don't you? Well, actually. I, I, you, I'm you, sorry. We, we, we've been trying to get you on the podcast for 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 you know a little while, and you've always always been busy with podcasts. So hopefully, thankfully, things lined up this time. But uh, you 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 go to a lot of conventions. You have to set up like a big stall and get your big mm-hmm. retail unit up there. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that's why we don't go to San Diego because we have to drive everything by truck. Um, I mean, we basically set up like a small retail store with the boards. We bring in our own glass cabinets, uh, statues we take out and put on display versus. I mean, listen, there's other people that they just do things, they do the bare minimum. We're trying to show the products off. Uh, I think when you come up to our booth and you can see everything open on display right in front of you, I mean, if you want to see it, we can take it out, take it down, turn it around, let you see all the angles on it. That way you get an idea. Um, But, I mean, any of these other shows we're going to, you're talking about, uh, I mean, it's a 15 to 17-hour setup with a crew of four people. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get everything put together. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we normally go out as far as Chicago. This year we've gone out. Uh, we want to go to Denver. Uh, San Diego just is too much of a, It's a two-day trip, and the return on the investment just isn't there versus our big show of the year is New York Comic Con. We're on the East Coast. It's very easy to do it. So that that's that's our next that's the biggest show for us of the year. Would Comic Con be quite expensive? Yeah, Comic Con be quite expensive then as well in terms of floor space and stuff. It's quite it, it, their, bo- their booth space is a it, it's a little pricey. Um, <laughs> a little pricey. I, 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 yeah, and I read a lot of articles from longtime exhibitors there that even they're just like the money just isn't there anymore. I, I guess the, the the at the conventions it just shifts to what people want to spend money at there. Um, I mean these are more comic dealers also, but I mean, for something like like New York Comic Con, we have a triple booth. When when you start talking about just getting in the door, setting up, what I pay staff, all that, I mean, we're in 
fifteen thousand dollars before the doors open on Thursday. Yeah, right. That's a hell of that's yeah. a hell of a back, and you have to get, right. get that back. Right, New York, you're gonna uh, San Diego, you're gonna add another five to eight thousand dollars easily on top of that, and right. I, I just don't know that we'd make that type of money back. That it's worth it to go there. Not to mention uh, the pricey hotels in San Diego. Coming uh, San Diego, now, my God, the hotel situation there is just bananas. Oh. Now, I I don't think I'm ever gonna do San Diego Comic Con again. To be honest, it's not that I don't want to go there, but it's just it's so costly from traveling from the UK, man. It's just unbelievable, and it's 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 a mission and a half, and mm-hmm. it's 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 grown to be a bit of a monster as well, San Diego. It's 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 very overwhelming. I've been there now six times, and it was from 2006 uh, till till essentially about now, over the course of the last uh, 10, 10, 15 years, um, and I have seen it like grow exponentially over the over that period of time and it is a proper monster now because it's just spread all over the city and stuff like that. in a lot of ways that's good because a lot of people in the city can actually go and enjoy the things that are on they don't have to spend the coin to go into the convention center but uh, it could be my age as well you know <laughs> as well it's a bit overwhelming in that front as well it's draining to to do that. It's a, it's a it's a more than a week long event for us to to set up for the shows. And the one thing that everybody always asks when they come into the shop, they're like, "Well, don't you want to go to previews night?" And I'm like, "Everything that they're going to show on previews night, we're probably going to get in stock. So I'm going to get to see it in person eventually." Yeah, 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 yeah. And you you generally like the how would you do you like the convention circuit though? Or, or going to them, do you? Uh, once the show starts, I love it. Um, my a lot of my collecting now has shifted towards original comic art so i spend a lot of time in artist alley uh i get to meet yeah i get to meet a lot of different people it's generally the the difference between selling online selling at the shop versus when you see people at the shows is they're really in a good mood to be there uh i mean this is the one time of year that they may get to go to one of these shows and they're just it's like Mardi Gras, Halloween, Fourth of July, all rolled into one for some people. And I mean, people come up with big smiles on their faces and things that they see in the case that they may never ever see in person. They're just they're having a good time, and it it just makes the days fly by. It's a lot of fun dealing with people when they're in a good mood, and you hear their collecting stories and what they bought and the great deal they got, and it, it, it it's it's fun dealing with happy people. <laughs> you find that with toy you you find that with toy people. I find a little bit more giddy and childish and stuff like that and things, and that can go. A, a lot of different ways, I think. It can be good and good and bad. But how do you find the... Um... Yeah, and I also... Oh, go on, Jeff. No, I was just going to say, I also think that when you are somewhere that is a bit of an event, you know, you've saved up, you're there, it certainly loosens the old purse strings a little bit. Oh, you've yeah. Probably had a couple of, you've probably had a couple of beers as well. And although you're going to be paying slightly over the odds for it, you know, you want to take it home with you and say, I bought it there, and it's a memory, and it was that occasion, it's that kind of thing. So you can get so... good bargains, though, as well, I find it, at yeah. sometimes, especially on the last day, because some people just want to get rid of some stuff pretty sharpish as well. Um, yeah. how, would, how are 1-6 uh, sales at, at, at conventions? Choy. We we do we do pretty well with them. Um, the biggest issue is bringing them to display them because yeah. I mean hot toys come in those brown cardboard shippers. Mm. So what we'll, we'll normally do is we'll print off like the one sheet of mm-hmm. what the solicitation and we just like tape it to the box so people can see them. Yeah. And I, I mean we bring it, it's like anything else. Um, sometimes people walk up and we have the exact thing they're looking for, and then other times they're always asking for the blade. Oh, you wouldn't happen yeah. to have one of them? I'm like, no. I, I mean, if I had one of them, I probably sold it years ago. Yeah. I'm not onto it, waiting to make the one sale today. But it's like anything else. I mean, we bring so much stuff. My boot that at a normal show, I'll have anywhere from 700 to 1,000 different items at the booth. 
So, I mean, Hot Toys, hey, we have it. Or if not, they ask for the one we may have in stock at the at the shop. I give them a business card. I say it's online. I'll gladly ship it to you. And on, on, and just on a whole, what how do you think? And we'll, we'll actually close up shopping in a few minutes as well, guys. Um, uh, what just and, and put maybe a couple more questions and let you go then, Troy. Um, what what how do you think the industry on a whole is is it's one because, and I've I've got a I got so many reasons for asking this question as business as well as as personal as a as a collector I want this, the, the 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 industry to keep going because I absolutely love what people are making it. Although it's not good for the wallet, and if you're a person like me who doesn't have a large house, it's a bigger an issue. But also as a professional, as I work in the industry, it's like seriously ninety percent. 90% of my workload now is all the collectibles in some shape or form, either designing or box art for them and stuff. So I'm like, right, Troy, uh, how am I good for the next foreseeable future or what do you think? What's, what's, what's the story? <laughs> I, I think so. Um, a lot of it, I mean, the industry seemed to blow up with Game of Thrones and uh, Walking Dead where you started bringing in a lot of people that were not us the the collectors you had families coming in that uh, that they're all getting around the tv and i mean they've got their seven-year-old watching the walking dead and and it's a family event coming to comic-con uh i mean the marvel explosion with their movies um it it, it's more of a family event it's not just collector uh, collectors and and the guys with the comic book list digging through the 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 long boxes looking for the issues it's not the lonely dude anymore is it yeah it, it, it it's more of um like the the Denver show actually changed their name from Comic Con to Pop Culture. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of different. You're not dealing with the same audience anymore. Um, and I think just as we go on, the popularity of the movies, the TV shows. I mean, there's going to be a prequel to Game of Thrones, which, I mean, people are like. Uh, I'm like, once it comes on, I'm pretty sure it's going to have a lot of fans. And there's new companies popping up all the time. It's causing the older companies to have to step up their game and increase quality. Uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, my grandmother can't believe how I make money in this business. She can't believe that people still buy Darth Vader. And I have to like expl- I have to explain that to yes, her. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not, it's not going anywhere. It's just going to be different quality of items. Um, uh, like the new Black Panther figure that came out that he's got that whole glow-in-the-dark suit. It's, they're going to have to just keep changing and, and, and adapting. Uh, although there's, so many, there's so much competition. It's great for the customers. You have plenty of choices, and, I mean, it gives me plenty of options of stuff to carry. So there's always going to be product available. You don't think it's oversaturation or anything like that? Oh, uh, you know, I, I hear that. Like, I always hear that with pops. Everybody yes, I was just about to say pops. Actually, everyone, yeah, people have been saying about pops for years, and they're still going right. strong. Right, I've been hearing the pop market is gonna that bubble's gonna burst for the last seven years, <laughs> and and I don't really consider myself to be a pop dealer versus like some of the other guys I know at the shows, and we're in the process of doing inventory right now. And I've got almost 800 pop characters in stock, and, <laughs> and I don't even consider us to be ordering a, a quarter of what's available. So somebody's buying them. But it's it's one of those things I always think: as long as you're enjoying it, like you were saying earlier, that is all that matters. It's like it's like Beanie Babies years ago when people paying stupid amounts of money for these little cuddly bears, and it's kind of like you know the market dropped out of that, and the market might well drop out of pops. But does it matter? They're reasonably cheap anyway. You know, people are just really enjoying them. They've got, they're really good for like sticking on a shelf and having a whole bunch of them, so they look really cool. So, I just think it's one of those things that it seems like it's become a bit of a perennial. Just long may it last. The the, the question. I that... do think it's probably the one collectible that best 
exemplifies OCD. Because <laughs> I just can't imagine. Some of the licenses they do, I just can't imagine that there's that many people who would buy that if it wasn't the fact that it's pop that could go with all the rest of their yeah. pops. Because, I mean, there are some... I, there are characters that I just... I'm like, oh my god, it's just... It looks like seven other pops with a slightly <laughs> different paint job. And you called it a different license. The, the yeah, fact yeah, that... The Golden Girls sold out so well. I, I yeah, I scratched my head. I'm like, really? The Golden Girls? But people bought them. <laughs> Can I go back to one other thing? Actually, you mentioned earlier, and it was about when you're displaying your figures at the cons, etc. And as you were saying, you know, they all too often uh, they arrive in the brown shipper, so the uh, so the guest can't see it. And this has become an ongoing joke. Oh, yeah. on the, just about that brown shipper and how valuable or the perceived value that that I ship hot toys inside of another box with packing material around them because exact people want those brown shippers in as mint condition as possible we have a running theory of why this happened at the shop um, oh yes what go I on really it's dying to hear this well, why I really believe packaging became so important is people that bought stuff a decade or two ago and threw all the packaging material away because they put it on display. Now when they're trying to sell this stuff, it's really hard to pack that stuff up where it's not going to get broken during shipping, especially with statues. Like people that had the Bowen and Gentle Giant and the little guns or the the tip of the ear, you can't bubble wrap that that easily and ship it. So people were always looking to buy stuff that came in the original packaging and somewhere – the original packaging being in mint condition has now become a, a giant uh, with the pop collectors. I, I just shipped something to a, a customer and for whatever reason, the corner of the box got dinged during shipping. So his hot toy box got dinged and he wants me to file an insurance claim for it. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, you're dealing with the federal yeah. government now. It, it's They're not going to put a value on that box. I'll gladly file a claim, but how do I say what the box is worth? Yeah. And and that's what I think. It just really it, it it morphed from when you're trying to sell stuff that doesn't come in original packaging. Now everybody just I want the original packaging, and now I want the original packaging to be mint. Yeah, yeah. But you want the well, original- I think we, I think collectors have always been anal. We've always wanted things to be as as you know as as pristine as they can be. And I'm not going to lie. You know that went for the packaging as well for me as well. I I was kept packaging. I was yeah, but a brown box stored though. it in another box. But the brown box, yeah, is you know as we all know. Yeah. Yeah, and I've had samples sent to me over the years uh, in which you know the the, the big yeah normally you don't box get the brown bags that, that stores the six figures in it. You know, you get one of those, and you're thinking, well, does that now have a perceived value? It's got the Hot Toys logo on it. It's got the name of the character, but <laughs> you haven't got six to fill it. It's, it just yeah, I have all I have a lot of old brown shippers that I think sometimes to myself, my God, they probably I could sell just the brown. Shippers yeah, you could, Mike. Yeah. You oh, totally you absolutely could. more money than the figures. Yeah. You probably and, could and in some cases. I, here's my theory on it. This gets back to this idea that many people who collect want things to be unique. It doesn't even necessarily mean – sometimes that translates to worth more. But it also – things they, – they really want them. They use that it's worth more to really say, I have something you don't. Yeah. Mine is unique. Mine is special. And I think that once we saw this, it, it, the whole brown shipper thing started happening once, uh, you know, the, what, what Troy was talking about earlier, sort of the glut there in 13, 14, when people started buying doubles. And and it, you suddenly had, everybody had Iron Man. But yours doesn't have the brown shipper. 
So now mine is a little more special than yours, and I think that's yeah. what ended up driving it. This it, this this glut of the market and trying to yeah. have something that's unique. I, I just like the I, for me the authority word on this kind of stuff is like it's completely like sideshow. If they're slapping shipping labels and they're shipping their figures in that brown shipper, to me that's just a shipper. It's called a brown shipper for a reason, mm. and I just oh, it just winds me up. People are like eh, like literally because I'm selling a few hot toys at the moment. The amount of dudes that says it's because I'm with the brown shipper. No, the brown shipper is worth nothing, and I just slam at them right straight away. I'm probably really rude back, but I do not care. <laughs> So there you go. Any more questions for Troy now before we let him go in, our chaps? No, I'm good. No, no, that was that was great. Thank what's, you. What's what's been the one sixth scale? Because I'm I'm just curious. Cause a lot of my work lately is actually doing one sixth scale figures. What's the one sixth scale industry like? Uh, do you think Troy at the moment with the selling? How 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 are they selling? Star Wars sells incredibly well. Uh, at one point, I guess years ago, when they first released uh, the Luke Bespin, and then there was that long gap before they put out yeah. anybody else. I think people didn't think that they were going to continue the line. It may he may have been a one-off, but Star Wars fans have been around since day one, and every Star Wars uh, hot toy that comes out, I mean, they, from the we just, uh, I mean, every trooper that comes into stock, it's like everything else. As Star Wars fans are very obsessive; they have to have them, and. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and now I mean, and the hot toys look like the John Wick that's coming, or I I find the one-off figures to be the ones that sell very well. Besides the Star Wars, just that one character that they haven't put out. Um, I mean, if they ever, if the, the the licensing would be crazy because they're all different licenses. But if Hot Toys ever put out horror figures. That would be the other thing that I think uh, that the fans would lose. Freddy, Jason, Michael, Pinhead. I mean, that's the other ones that I think they would just lose their minds over. Mm, that's a good one. What about and also what about the um, uh, six uh, six inch industry, like the six inch scale figures? How how are how are they? How how do you think that's faring? How how are they selling in your store compar- comparatively? They they it's like everything else. I mean, they've got their fans. Um, they it, it what I find uh, with. I mean, I think it's a little easier now that Toys R Us went out of business uh, mm, because right. I don't because when you would when you purchase those, we uh, the specialty shops tend to get them last, and what would happen is by the time we'd get them in, Toys R Us not only had them and up for sale, they're already starting to blow them out. Right. So so now you don't have as many options. Um, but Amazon, I mean, the people are always buying them there. So what we try to do is we will look to sell them as like waves. So um, the people that just go in and cherry pick the one or two figures that the heart that they get one per case or something like that, it, us that will have the whole wave of them, so it makes it a little easier, especially with the builder figures. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we sell them as the wave. It, it's just easier. People get the whole set. They know they're getting each part. Um, they, they they sell they sell moderately well. Not, I, I don't think they sell as well as Hot Toys because that's more of my customer base, what they're looking for. Right, yeah. But, but the 6-inch but the figures, they have their fans and they, they I mean, they wouldn't have survived this long if they didn't. So there's definitely people out there that always want them. So in terms of action figures, I mean, do you view action figures as a sep- as a... The, uh, it's, oh, I'm quite tired today so my, my articulation is rubbish. Uh, it, it, just in terms of action figures, like, what... So you're saying so that basically twelve the twelve inch scale figures, one six scale figures are in terms of action figures just as a side particular part of your selling thing alone. They're the things that 
kind of that's what you feel most you sell most of those you sell more i i i think michael said it best earlier because a lot of what people can do is they can put it in that iconic pose that they want that yeah. they're not getting with statues yeah. and i mean i have a lot of customers that share collection pictures with me and i i mean the the the, the, the amount of care that goes into what these how you put your collections together and oh and look I perfectly posed this guy in this pose and I did this and and the setups the six scales is is really probably the hottest thing in collecting overall right now I mean it there's a reason why Hot Toys is is the, the leader. I mean, they're they're not. Yeah. It, 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 it's not rocket science. I mean, they're just better at it than everybody. Mm, uh, yeah. the, the the level of detail. The I, I, we we have to, with the the most current Black Widow for Endgame. I, I didn't even realize. Like when I had to go back and look at the 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 our inventory log. This is the seventh version of her that they've put out, and I'm like, yeah. I didn't. Even, you don't even realize it that. I mean, that's a $250 figure that they've done seven versions of her now, and everybody wants her. Yeah. On a, on a, going off on another scale issue, obviously quite a lot of companies recently have, um, I say recently, over the sort of like five to ten years really, been expanding more into the quarter scale. Um, now, obviously, it takes up a lot more space and it's a little bit more cost, but you get, you know, that bigger palette affords for more detail and the accessories, etc. But um, is when they do come in, do they tend to sell out pretty well, or are they are they ones that linger a little bit longer? They they tend to linger a little bit longer just because of price. Yeah. Um, the I mean, years ago we uh, the the Enter Bay Dark Knight Joker we had gotten him in, and he was a gorgeous figure, and yeah. everybody that looked at him absolutely loved him. We had him in stock for a while, but we—I mean—we also took a shot and ordered a few more because yeah. it's the Joker, and he's just one of those like dozen characters that you really don't think about, and you just order because everybody always buys them. Yeah. Um, but quarter scale is—it's it, like anything else. When you start getting into certain price levels, people are a little more hesitant. Um, yeah. but then once the reviews get out and 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 people start putting up their collection picks and um, unboxing videos. It, that's when they. That's when items really start to move. Yeah, when you yeah. see the quality in hand, or the reviews that come out, especially if, if it, it's somebody that has a, a big following and they're saying this is a great figure, that drives the marketplace. Uh, social media moves a lot of items mm-hmm. with the, yeah. the right people. Excellent. Yeah, that's <laughs> social media has dramatically changed the landscape of everything. And like, like I said, we do rely on social media as well to get those first-in-hand picks as well. And you know, it, it's it's always so fun seeing those first-in-hand picks. And they, you know, the people tend to get them up before Hot Toys do. Although Hot Toys are kind of on the case now with in-hand picks. Actually, they're they're nice final product picks. They're doing a nice old job of that now. Actually, on the social media as well. Yeah. But uh, that's it. No, lads, I think that's that's good. we're going to wrap up our fiftieth episode there. And uh, I thank you very much, Troy, for joining us today, man. It's just, it's just great insight. I could probably pick your brain for ages because as I said I'm honestly my job now is, is this as well and it's a lot of us off the bat the back of this p- podcast oddly enough but there you go it's how, how faithful is that and um, of course I'm, I'm always hearing nightmare stories that you know that maybe the industry's going to bottom out and I'm, I'm always afraid because I one of my big jobs before was doing DVD sleeves I did loads of DVD sleeves and next thing the market just bottomed out on that totally and I was like oh right crikey and I'm just now that I've been doing uh, action figures for the last like two years I'm just like okay am I in a safe industry now am, am I good can I get a mortgage now please kind of a thing. <laughs> so, well just just think of this about 30 years ago i was doing a lot of vhs covers <laughs> all right all right now see 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 exactly and before that and before that jeff was a key punch operator so <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you go. But uh, it's a wonderful industry to be in. I, I will say that. But uh, Troy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, oh, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I mean, folks, go to fanboycollectibles.com. Troy will search right out. He's got. He gets generally everything in pretty much that we've been talking about on the show, as from from all the companies as well. But if there's any specific you want in mind, Troy can generally help you out with that too. In a lot of other cases as well, if he doesn't actually have them in stock or whatever, it's pretty pretty good. I mean, I had to. They managed to get me that uh, lovely Princess Bride figure. That was completely, you know, kind of out at the time. But they managed to re-release it again now, which is mental. But there you go. Well, that was that. But, you know, thank you very much for coming on our 50th episode, Troy. So, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you go away. I'm going to keep the other two boys in line for a little while longer. Just talk to talk them for a couple of minutes. But uh, we'll let you go away. And, folks, we'll let you go away, too, this evening. This has been our 50th episode. 50 episodes of the Hot Toy Cats. Hopefully, we'll have 50 more. With loads more guests as we go along over the years and more. I'll chit-chat. Myself and Mike are toying with the idea of uh, going going on that little mini cast and doing a little quick mini episode on occasion, just dropping in in case there's like anything we want to talk about, like about other smaller scale figures. So it won't be a little podcast about big scale. We'll, we'll do like smaller figures and stuff like that. But there you go, folks. Thank you very much for listening and uh, good night. Say good night, everybody. Cheers. Good night, everyone. There you go. Cool.